0: <laughs> that was great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey there. Welcome to Motorcycles hey and Miss
2: Hey there.
1: Coming to you from the Recycle Garage. Hi. In sunny Santa Cruz, California. Hey everyone. This is my and I had a marvelous weekend.
3: So did I. Yeah, it was
1: nice. a good one. Yeah, and um, oh yeah, we got lots of stories to tell, including the what I'm referring to as the um, uh, make-a-wish cancer kid who I- had an amazing time yesterday, which I'll tell that story. Um, but first, let's get to who is here in the garage. Of course, running the board, it's... Everyone's favorite short man It's Stumpy John
4: What's up? I'm chewing the thing that Jim gave me So I can't really talk very well
1: <laughs> Jim, why are you passing food When people are recording? Right,
5: uh, I love giving everybody a Big right. sugar rush before we uh, I hate uh, are going to like me <laughs> chewing Oh, I went to the Mexican store Down the street So it's extra special
1: And <laughs> as a little nod To our friends At Cleveland Meadow. There we go And they're off <laughs> There it is On the classy girl couch tonight it's Miss Emma. Hello, darling. You see,
3: I was smart enough. Jim just gave me a high chew. <laughs> <laughs> and I've just swallowed it so I can talk proper no. and all that. <laughs> it takes you a couple of minutes to realize no, if it you're does. chewing the wrapper or not. Yeah, well, it's a similar flavor to the wrapper as the actual high <laughs> Hi, <laughs> chew. And
1: that answers the question we were all asking earlier. Yeah. What? Does Emma swallow? Ah,
6: oh, there it is.
3: Oh, only, oh, only, oh, oh, I
1: only swallow
3: before, after, after. And, and you're dirty. In. that's the only time darling <laughs> it's
1: good All to right. have standards and uh bringing the class down on the classic girl couch it's morgan
6: hello friends <laughs>
1: <laughs> and joining us for the first time first time it's craig yeah craig with a k craig with a k yeah that's so weird is that like some weird so like K-R-E-G austrian K-R-E-G thing or, or something what, what is
7: that uh, my brother and sister are Kirk and Kathy.
1: Oh, you poor
7: thing! but, both, I, but and both I'm the youngest, so I got is. all the hand downs with the same initials.
1: But. Yeah, I had a f- uh, friend. Uh, the family it was uh, Justin, Julie, Josie, and that, Kenny. I'm like, what's wrong with you people? Well, I, I find, that seems <laughs> to be a thing. I, I've seen often the
6: like, the, there's J folk out there. Like um, I, when I was in the Midwest, there was a a Jake, a John, a Journey, and a Jade. Like oh, that yeah. was the, the those are the kids. I was like, there's what is? Of them. I, it's weird. Yeah.
1: On. Next to the open window, which we still have suspicions as to why he chooses that one, it's Naked Jim. Hey,
5: what's happening? And Emma, if you want my body and you think I'm sexy, come on, sugar. (laughs)
3: Let (laughs) Let me me know. know. (laughs) (laughs) If you really need me, just reach out and touch me. Come on, honey.
1: (laughs) Tell me so. (laughs) Tell me so. We were having
5: a Rod Stewart Love Fest a couple of weeks ago. Oh, anyway, oh. what's up?
1: Well, you missed our Sugar Hill Gang dance party out there, dude.
5: You had the Sugar Hill Gang special edition boombox <laughs> player out there,
2: dude.
1: I knew it was fun. And uh, joining us from sunny Vanetta, Oregon, it's Bagel.
2: Shout out to our our uh, friends from the One Show, Chicken and Guns. <laughs> oh, oh, that is
5: I didn't notice that. <laughs> oh, that is yep. so cool. That is super cool shirt.
1: Fantastic. Oh yeah, Chicken um, and
3: Guns. How is the weather up there in Portlandia?
2: Uh, well, it's it's pretty chilly and uh, it was sunny today though. Yes, yeah, sunny, uh, which was nice because I was able to get a lot of uh, yard work done, which I needed to do. Well, define but, chilly, so. darling.
3: I mean, I think it's it's probably about forty-five degrees here in
2: California today. Uh, yeah, it's, it's about that here too. I think. Bloody freezing. Yeah, that's that's horribly not chilly. That's here, fucking horribly. freezing.
1: That's what we call it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we almost died.
1: Oh, I I needed heated grips so bad yesterday. I ordered oh. some.
7: That's so, for sure. I'm from Michigan, and I was laying in the sun here, I'm loving it. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. Meanwhile, we said Craig
6: got for his first ride down a certain iconic road. He was taking long, and I was worried about him. I called him on the phone. Oh no, I was napping in the sun. It's great.
1: <laughs> well, let's get to that. Seems like we all had a, a great weekend. Um, Craig, you're so you're from Michigan, and you came out here with your zero DSR. Is uh, that right? FX. Oh, it's an FX. Yeah. Oh, it looks like it looks bigger he was, than that.
6: He's riding a different friend's SR. That's the one the red one. Oh, the one outside right now is an SR? That Edwin is is letting Mm. us and my mom ride, yeah.
7: But and this is with my wife in a minivan.
1: And this is the first time you've ridden out here. So you're riding a zero in its motherland in the hills up Highway 9, Alice's. How was it?
7: It was awesome. I just it's beautiful out here. It's snowing in Michigan. (laughs) And I'm here. Not here.
3: But you know, it goes Uh -uh. beyond the weather I mean we, we have the most fantastic weather here in California but it goes beyond that because the riding is so varied you want yep. desert we got it you want mountain twisties we got it you enjoy riding in the city on freeways I personally like it we got that too we got everything yep. Right here, it's a wonderland for riding a motorbike. Yeah,
7: when we were coming up here, we stopped in L.A. for the auto show, mm-hmm. last day of the auto show, and I pulled the nice. FX out of the out of the trailer, and I went uh, riding downtown L.A. Mm-hmm. and uh, lane splitting and stuff. You can't do that in Michigan. Mm. Oh yeah, lane splitting. Well, yep. legally you can't do that in Michigan, but here <laughs> it's a riot. I love it.
5: But yeah, you went up to Alice's. Um, I was up there today too, and the weather was gorgeous. And I, we are blessed with good roads up here. Emma, you're right. The riding around here, <laughs> you knob. That is a droopy knob. You are showing. <laughs> I'm <laughs> trying to keep a straight face for this serious production we're doing. It's uh, a
3: drawing. It's a, it's a drawing, drawing <laughs> darling. I, look, is that better?
5: Oh, it's a happy knob now.
3: <laughs> I've been
6: sitting on it for the last few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet you have.
5: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the effect of gummy octopuses. <laughs> Where were we?
1: So anyway. yeah, so your ride was it? Yeah, I went up. I amazing. Uh, what did you think of the like going up nine?
7: I started in Santa Cruz and rode rode up uh, nine up to Alice's and yeah. So (laughs) I'm relatively inexperienced with these kind of roads as far as twisty, windy. I'm from Michigan, right? Yeah, a lot of flat roads. We do have some hills, but you got to search around for a road that's anything close to this. So you got to go to Ohio. Yeah, well, I I uh, I went up. I went on. I had to go three and a half hours to get to a road like this yeah. in Michigan a few a few months ago. Yeah, they're and so
1: five minutes away from us. Yeah, the no, most. they're, everywhere. Yeah. they're so, everywhere. yeah, I love it here.
7: But but we did come down through the Midwest. So we were retracing Route sixty six, um, kind of deviated Oklahoma, but anyway. So Arkansas, Missouri. Right. We were all on. I I didn't want to take any interstates. There's awesome roads in Arkansas and Missouri. and Well, you know, cool. mm-hmm. I yeah.
3: think there's been something of a, of a preservation in recent years. I did Route 66 in its entirety when I first came to the states, which would be 94. And it's quite frustrating because Route 66 runs alongside Interstate 40, which replaced it. And they don't tell you when it's going to end. So you're kind of riding down route 66 and there's a very there's a rhythm to route 66 because it's it's slabs it's not concrete you know it's concrete slabs mm-hmm. not um, tarmac so bump boom and you'll go through a town and then it just ends it just goes away and you have to kind of go back get on interstate 40 oh. and kind of guess when it starts again I think since then they've done a lot of preservation on it and kind of brought a lot of it back but yeah it's an ongoing thing.
7: Yeah, on the east end, there's uh, the original Route 66, which is in the weeds. Right. And then there's the, the, the intermediate highway that used to be there, or is still there. And right. that was when I was driving on a parallel to Route 66. And then there's the interstate over there. And then which, there's the interstate Which 40s. I didn't want to be on. So, yeah, at every town, you know, you keep losing it. It's like, wow, okay, where to go? You know, you got to find it right. again. But I'm hoping when we, we're going to go back, and from the west end, I'm hoping to trace it back to Oklahoma. Hopefully— I I actually didn't get to ride on any of the original route 66. I had to go walk on it. Right. But it's not a road between Chicago and uh Oklahoma, which is a bummer. I mean, you got you can see it there. Right. It's just got weeds growing in it. You can find it out here, boy. You roll through like Amboy,
5: California, oh, where like heck the, yeah. the old mineral farms and salt flats and crap is. It's a trip. I out here route 66 is pretty neat. Yes. Yeah, so.
3: But yeah, as soon as you start getting more into the Midwest, it it gets a little more. Well,
6: where is it? At a certain point in Illinois, it passes by a maple syrup farm. Oh. Funks Grove.
5: Like how that sounds.
1: What? Yeah. So much for subtle.
5: Is that another? <laughs> I'm, I'm Sorry, giving John
1: subtle pointy notes. <laughs> I said, "Turn penis. Morgan up." I said, "Turn oh, Morgan up." I thought that was for Morgan. No, <laughs> that was the notes for Emma. All right, turn I'm Morgan up.
6: My microphone is too quiet. All right.
1: Yeah, Trust. there you go. Oh, this it is, is a, much better. Are you the artist, Liza? Yeah, that was a special note for you. No. No. Oh, this is absolutely delightful. Thank you. There's for listeners. There's a lot of notes. <laughs> <for> sh- <laughs> note sharing. Oh, now, oh, everyone gets to see it. <laughs> All right, everyone gets. Everyone gets. It's so Jim. so Jim. Oh, oh, go,
5: go, 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 go. that's an that's an unsettling knob.
3: It <laughs> 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 looks angry, uh, like he's gonna. No, I me. think I no, think uh, it looks. It's it's got this sort of brooding malevolence about it. it I like it's about does. to do. I something.
1: thought the whole point of the note sharing is that no one cracks up or. The Our aside, you guys tight. are blowing the whole gig now know. that we In share class. notes now. with each other. Now Blown let's the whole just gig see it. what it, the
6: teacher gets and let's yeah, just see it. what it says and read yeah, it out to the I class. Know, <laughs> well, um, Save that.
1: we had a great ride yesterday. And, and uh, as I referred to, the, the Make-A-Wish, we were the Make-A-Wish Foundation we yesterday. Were. Yeah, we made yeah. his day.
4: So did nice. you guys
1: meet uh, Kevin who came by today on the Green KLR?
6: The, uh, oh, the older guy?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I kind of miss saying hi to him. Oh, I
5: did, too. He was like the handsome guy with a beard. And yeah, yeah, boots. yeah. Oh, yeah, I just I, saw I'm, him. I'm calling
1: him it. the cancer kid right now.
6: Don't. He looks like, like
5: no, a cowboy No, no, no. Like let expl- let
1: explain. Um, he's new to California. He just moved here from Idaho, northern Idaho. Mm-hmm. And he's a rugged, handsome lad. And uh, he uh, John posted a group ride yesterday uh, for the Big Thumpers. Which goes with our whole note theme, <laughs> um, and uh, we were going to go for a ride. And he just saw it online, didn't know any of us or anything, so he showed up to the garage, yes. which was a meeting point for a ride with other like big thumpers, KLRs. And he, so he shows up, and I hey, how do you do? Nice to meet you. And I noticed that his gear were like some cowboy boots and some like um, uh, wheelbarrow gloves. <laughs> You know, yeah. <laughs> work gloves, and uh, and and like a, a puffy coat. And I was like, "That's your gear, huh?" He goes, "Oh yeah, I, these, I use these gloves for trucking. They're nice and warm. They're good." I'm like, "Follow me, sir." And I took him over to our gear room, and New, he
6: newly renovated gear room.
1: Yeah. He got himself a three-quarter adventure jacket, nice, nice, good-fitting one. Yeah, it was a beautiful jacket. Two pairs of gloves, some thicker winter ones. I know, and some (laughs) some summer, like, riding gloves. Oh, crap. And he was stoked.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Christmas
1: come early. But it still doesn't end because he doesn't know who we are and what we do. He thinks he's showing up for a group ride. That's it. <laughs> right? And it's like, oh, just you wait. He got
4: awkward when I took my pants off. Yeah. <laughs> um, we
1: don't,
0: we don't so know. John
1: and Alex showed up on their KLRs, and the four of us, me and the six ninety, uh, set out. We're going to go over to Corbin for breakfast. So the Corbin Factory has this awesome fifty uh, style. The Wizards Cafe. Wizards Cafe. Wizards Cafe. It's Wizards a diner Cafe. Yes. in the there. in the factory. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, and a lot of people don't know that there's a full diner in there. So uh, we headed over there, but we took the back way, went over a Hecker Pass through Gilroy, did some nice twisties, you know. Got some good cold riding. As balls. It was cold. It was cold. Um, and then we got to Corbin, which, you know, we had breakfast, and then I'm like, now follow me, gents. I'll give you a tour.
6: <laughs> Just follow the footsteps.
1: Well, well, yeah. We started with the history and just things we've well, learned from interviewing. There's also Mike.
6: There's literally
5: painted yeah, footsteps on all over the um, country and, and don't forget, this is probably what forty thousand square feet. Oh, yeah. I it's massive. A lovely place. It's not a small place.
1: No, no, no. It's, and there's people in there working. And uh, oh, Jim, we met a guy in there who was uh, the first to bring a bike in when it's a brand no new bike, and you're the first one. The seat is for free because right, then cause they he wants to make the mold. Get make was it a, a Hayabusa? mold. There's always no. there's
6: always a, a constant call on his website for like if you have the new model this, bring oh, your yeah. bike in and we'll give you we'll it give us give it to us for a few weeks or whatever and we'll yeah. have, make a free seat for you.
1: It was a CRF 300 Rally.
6: Oh, no kidding.
5: Yeah, yeah. Oh, super cool nice. And it's
1: his first bike.
6: Oh, good choice.
5: I yeah, think that'll yeah, be a yeah. good bike cool. for somebody.
1: Um and so I'm like walking around and we're you know going through the back and through the doors. Here's where they're pouring the foam. Here's the, the painting ro- booth. The molding. Here's the, all the different things. I'm explaining everything and 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 kevin is like oh like he's kind of surprised that i'm just kind of leading everyone through and showing him all the stuff he goes oh do they do they know you here i'm like no
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> no, no one knows me here and, and john's like yeah she just does that. Well, that that's
5: one of the hidden secrets of corbin right and more you'll know is yeah. you can just walk through there no one knows you well, can and until you do yeah. it you don't but you can kind of just walk through there if you act like you. If felt, you're staying to.
1: out of the way and yeah. not touching stuff and being respectful of everyone, you can walk through and, and see everything.
6: More often than not, if if Mike himself is is free and available, he will give a tour.
1: Yeah, I give you a tour. So mm. we're we're going around and he's like, "Well, this is really amazing, you know." And I, I've been going there years. I know how where all the things are, what they do. Here's all the jigs mm. and here's the CNC. And then I said, "Oh, and I have something special for you guys." Even John didn't know this. Yeah, I didn't know. Um, But Lightning Motorcycles has moved into the warehouse. So inside the factory is a Lightning Motorcycles showroom. Well,
6: it's, it's, their, wow. it's, their, it's their everything.
1: It's their production. Yeah, it's everything. Yeah. yeah. And Richard Hatfield, who's been on the sh- podcast, was there. So I was like, hey, Richard. And he's like, hey. And we got to look at some of the stuff they're working on as well as uh he showed us a bike that's going to be coming out probably next year called the lightning spark, and this is a almost like an electric grom small you know small Te- electric bike teeny
3: difference, though. the grom yeah, you know fifty five sixty flat out down yeah. the hill. And
1: he goes, well, you know this thing will do ninety miles an it's
5: hour it's got triple the horsepower, <laughs> yeah yeah, and so he's
1: like he's like, you want to try it?"
5: Uh, yes. sure. Yeah.
1: So he pulls it out, and 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 I'm doing laps around Corbin. I'm gonna turn to the guys. You guys want to try it? And uh have you ridden an electric before? John? I rode
4: uh, Morgan's one time.
1: Yeah. Well, mm. Alex and Kevin have never ridden an electric at all. And you guys know, for people who've ridden one, the first time they they're grinning like an idiot. Who
5: got the compound <laughs> fracture? <laughs> 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 I think, that thing could have gave you one. Nobody,
1: too. but in and when you're doing like a lap around the factory, like that thing gets up to speed and then you're like, oh shit, I got to make a turn. Yeah. Um, And Kevin was just like, who are you people? Like (laughs) the access that we have to everything, you know? And then uh, we went over to Hollister Hills and we're riding the trails there. And he was like, this is the best day I've ever had. (laughs) You know, and we're we're hanging out there and just having, uh, we're stopped at the store. We're having drinks and Mike shows up. Yo, you knew he's a plumber? You know? (laughs) And he's like, you just like know people everywhere and he was just like, Oh my god, so I say it was like it was like he was the cancer kid and this was the Make-a-Wish Foundation made a perfect day just for him. I
6: feel better because I thought you were going to tell me that he was like in no. end stage cancer no, and this was no, like no. his final thing and I, I I feel so much better right now.
1: But it's so fun when somebody kind of steps into our world and doesn't know like who we are and what we do and then and just the Not just the access, but the fun and the knowledge we have about all the places to go and see and
5: do. That's a full day of writing. And and you're good at this is where you tie a full day of writing together with activities that are quite educational.
1: That includes a food stop. (laughs) Where'd
5: you stop? Where'd you stop? For For Gilroy? Oh, Corbin's. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. you do killer, you do Mount Madonna, right? Hecker Pass, that's yeah. a bitchin' road if you don't know about it. Then Corbin's, that whole scene between Wizards Cafe and walking around. you could and always around.
6: stop for pie over at Gizditch if you like yeah. yeah. And I mean, Corbin's yeah. is a little hi- like a history museum in there.
5: If well, you get you know, into the electric you stuff, know, it's, but, well, worth, it's
3: a cool day. It's worth talking about Mike himself because in my opinion, there's been really no better ambassador for motorcycling since the 1960s as Mike Corbyn. He's always been there. He's always been at the forefront. He's always been thinking ahead. And the thing I like the most about Mike... There's a streak of irreverence in him. Yep. And yeah. that's the thing I think that I enjoy the most. A mischievous glint in the eye. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure.
5: Oh, no, yeah. That comes out 4th of July, that's for sure.
1: Well, and the fact that you can walk into the R&D and see what's being worked on. There yeah. was a new Harley in there that I've not seen before.
6: This one that, that was the huge sports or the big front tire. Yeah. Big front. Yeah. Oh, the new
3: sports. What did you think of that? Because that's got
1: like a Panamerica
3: cool. th- engine in it. Hmm.
1: I thought it was the, um, um, what they, was it the Fat Bob? That they had for a while, it's like a
6: 1200, isn't it? It's
1: yeah, cool. but, it's that same but it 1250
3: motor, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good looking bike. I tell you what, there are some exciting new bikes coming down the pipeline,
1: yeah. So, and so what a great time. Um, riding around the trails. And, and I was telling Jim, I'm, I'm kind of excited because now two weeks in a row, I kind of feel like I've found the thing I was looking for. You know, we got into dirt biking and we had smaller bikes, 250s, 350s, which was fun. You trailer them out there, ride around the trails and go home. And then we got into the big adventure bikes where we'd go ride like hours to go ride some dirt trails somewhere and be able to ride back. That's what adventure bikes let you do. They let you go places but, but what i'm finding is the perfect wheelhouse for me are these mid-size adventure right. bikes the klr's the 690 um uh, enduro where you can ride the fun roads to an area then go ride the dirt trails and then come ride home and right. and have a full-day adventure covering a little bit of everything. And, you know, that dovetails
3: in, because I was quite put out that I didn't get invited yeah. yesterday. I was crushed. And you shot me down immediately because <laughs> you said, you don't have a big thumper. Yeah. And that's true. Yeah. I don't. I don't have a suitable bike. You need a, a DR650. She, she had one there, didn't you? I, I had, Yeah, I've got a, access to a couple of DR650s. Well. I maintain... The best bike for what you describe is the one that hasn't been made yet, which is the Rally Raid 250 or the new 350, Mm. pull the engine out, so, and put a Rebel 500 twin yeah. in it. Oh, the yeah. In. That would be you know, the perfect and bike. It,
1: and I might agree because the one thing I was saying is, um, you know, these bikes are big for Hollister. Like, people are like, you're riding these big bikes here. But they're small for the freeway riding that we're doing. You know, small cold, and cute. And I'm, so, though I'm starting to get used to the wobbliness of the 690 on the freeway. Anything over, like, 80, I'm like, ooh, this is a little too... Yeah, yeah. 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 But... Um, yeah. What a great day! And yeah. the the trails we were doing, which are easy trails, but there's some. Um, it was pretty technical for these big bikes, in yes. that the whoops whoopsies have gotten pretty big. <laughs> yeah. Um, and but everyone did great, <clears throat> except for John. <laughs> uh Oh, I think except I did remarkably well. John, I don't know what happened because it was we were. Did in you the, crash, so, John? Did you so, crash? I crashed, but good. So,
5: Jim, <laughs> you know, yes, on uh, net, I was just looking up Ducati Desert Scramblers because maybe n- you need one. Nutshot Junction. Yes, Nutshot Junction. So we
1: were playing I around wrote it too.
5: I was there earlier in the yeah. day. Sorry, so we were
1: playing you. around in the dry riverbed there, yeah. and like just little the playground. little playground there. Yeah. And then Which I, John, and I were on yeah. comms. So I said, "Rally the other guys, get them on the road. <clears throat> Let's. I'm going to start going down." And I thought everyone was pointing towards the trail i'm like i'm taking off so i take off and i get to the next junction no one's behind Which me mean,
5: were you going further in or are you heading back out, back towards out the road? Okay. heading back
1: out and i'm like where is everyone and you know you sit and wait and then you wait that amount of time that you now know
5: yep. something's up something Uh-oh. happened Uh-oh. yeah <laughs> yeah and it's
1: it's a one-way trail so i have to loop around the other side and i come back and i don't see them but i get into range and John, suddenly, John's in my helmet again. I'm like, "Hey, where'd you guys go?" He's like, oh, "I,
0: I ate it. I ate it."
1: <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, uh, well, you get ready to go, okay?" And I take off again. Now I'm out of range. And I go back. I'm waiting. And again, it's that amount of time. <laughs> what? What? What's going on? Well, I didn't realize when I got back in a range, I couldn't see him. I thought it was because they were. Already on the trail ahead of me, and I had to catch up to them. No, they were in a goalie because this idiot.
5: This isn't this isn't Shauna the ditch goalie, is it? Slid
1: backwards into a. No, I got it. All right. So here's what happened. So (laughs) that's where
5: Shauna the ditch.
1: (laughs) It was just past Shauna the ditch. Okay.
4: So what happened was we were messing around in there doing some technical stuff, and there's one spot if you're coming. I don't. You come out of the gully yeah, yeah
5: And it's steep Towards the trail
4: Yeah
1: no, no you know in that area back in There's a thing where you can drop I Down noticed, into yeah. the gully and up
5: And you come up You can pop up on the trail Right yeah, That's yeah. exactly yeah. what happened So yeah. I popped up from the bottom
4: Up to there And I had to gas it to get up Yeah and then there's the I I ran right into the hillside, which is fine. Like, I, across the trail, yeah, because yeah. I couldn't. I was going across
1: the trail, hit the. Well, other nobody side. was coming.
4: <laughs> I had to gas it so much to get up there. I All couldn't right. stop quick, so I, but I, that wasn't the problem. So then I,
0: <laughs> so I was We're cool.
4: okay until the end <laughs> Yeah, that's I didn't. Right. That's I, didn't, I didn't go over there, but um. So now I'm starting to back up to uh to make the turn, you know, and um. And the real real went off the other side back. So I'm it's flying backwards down the gully. And I'm like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. And it was like one of those things where it's like, I don't know what I do. Should I jump off? Should I ride it to the bottom? Yes. I, I, but there was, so, yeah, it was, that was, that was scary. I've never oh. rode backwards that fast before. No,
5: no, <laughs> yeah. Luckily, you know, luckily you really don't have a choice. Everything's happening so quickly. Yeah. Even though you're seeing it all happening, you're just kind of going with the flow. So. Well,
4: it's funny. When I'm going forward, I kind of can figure out which way to jump off. But going backwards, I didn't no. know. Like, do I do I off left? Do no, I go right? Which way do you're I go? Riding it out.
1: <laughs> you are,
5: yeah, you are deep in the clutches of karma at that point. Uh, yeah,
1: and I, I. The funny thing is, I wished I had been on comms when that happened because the whole time we're on comms. I mean, Jim and I, you know we we're on comms, and it's usually um, helpful information. There mm-hmm. was one point where I'm like, "This is a perfect example how yeah, comms right. are safety." I forget what it was. It was oh, um, we weren't going to make the turn. Uh, we were following Alex and he was making, he almost missed a turn and he braked hard. So I'm like, I don't think I'm going to make it. And John said, I'm coming up on your right. So I knew, don't go to the right. I have to stay in the center or go to the left. And I'm like, that is a perfect (laughs) example Mm. of when you're in the shit, you don't have time to look everywhere. And it worked. So um, most of the time when riding, so when I would get to some of the like the whoopsies or deep craters or something, what would I say, John? I'd be like, I'd be like, oh,
0: yeah. oh,
1: oh, <laughs> that's my little oh. There's a little surprise coming up. John and him be like, and I'm like, are you okay?
6: No, he's just beatboxing.
1: He's like, yeah. I just love the difference in in me. I'm like, oh, that was a little surprise
5: if you ever wonder when we're writing lies and sometimes the battery dies
6: on my headset yeah that's why you want to start recording that and then remix it somehow into Uh, so i wonder
1: what the sound you made is you're going backwards into the the yeah that was
6: a lot of
5: invectives going backwards (laughs) how far how far did you end up going like down like
4: probably 10 10 feet or so yeah because that's
5: all pretty steep over there yeah yeah, that's plenty of time
4: for a lot of words. Yeah, yeah that was, you know, I was there's a lot of God searching right there. Thank heavens I was fine in the KLR, man. Just pops right up and motors on.
1: Yeah. So, what a great time, but I feel like my well, I think it
4: took me on the world's worst road back to the to the uh, to the bike shop, the store. What?
1: That last oh, little trail yeah, we did, yeah. that
4: was brutal.
1: Well, here's the thing. Um coming back down that trail, I know that there's a little volunteer trail that goes up and down. It's short. But I knew that it's a little narrow and it has some whoops. I didn't realize it was as bad as oh, is like it is now. These are like 14, 18 I didn't whoops. realize. But I did feel like, John, coming off of having that that you know crash, you got to end it on a high note. End it on a challenge that you succeeded on.
3: No, that's not how your mind works, Liza. It's like... John had a very nasty scare, and you can now finish him off. <laughs> <laughs> he's weak.
4: Yeah. So, so Kick him while he's down. So the yeah, can- basically.
7: So the cancer guy is still out there? Is that, that the? That's how this is? Yeah, yeah, we left him there.
1: <laughs> no, he, he came back you home. You guys are all my like friends, right?
7: <laughs> and he
1: just had an amazing day. He's like, I haven't had a day like that. It's a long time. So he had a great time. We had a great time. That John great. survived the ditch. And um, yeah, it was it was a good fun day. But I feel like my thing is riding these, uh, you know, on the freeway, it's a small bike. And on the dirt trails, it's a right. big bike. Um, but riding the big bike slowly on the trails is fun.
5: I'm glad to hear you're back in the saddle. I, I almost had written you off on off-road motorcycling because it just wasn't fun for you.
1: It wasn't, and I. But, but I will admit that in my head, I said, okay, if we're going back to Hollister, I need to prove something to myself. I need to overcome some of these uh, inhibitions and fears. And I said, I'm going to go over to, the, to the, the playground where the seesaw is, <clears throat> and I need to go through the sand pit four times. Nice. This is what I told myself. And when John had his little backward ravine accident that's when i said okay let's finish this trail head over to the playground i want to go do the the sandpit but then he was my excuse to not go because he was like yeah i'm kind of done now i'm like okay i'm good (laughs) all right cool shoo i didn't have to tackle that but i do have it on my list i think i feel like in my head i know i know how to do it i know i can do it but it's when you go through that sand pit, it's the uncertainty of the, the bike changing direction slightly that just gets into the pit of my stomach. But I'm getting more comfortable, especially on that 690. I just feel good on it. When I hit the sand on there, I know it will right itself.
5: I was going to, you started by saying, you know, about your mind, but it's all, it's all in our heads. Like, so much of it, because we know what to do. It, it's just having right. the confidence to charge into it. Um, I was, like, real quick, we were riding with Mike. I was there early in the morning, and he has a friend that's going to apply to go to Airsberg, right? You're like, dude, really? And we're going to ride together? So we got to ride with him a little bit, and it was chill. You know, we got to see him do some volunteer hill climb things that were pretty neat. But um, I was asking him about the harder trails, and he goes, dude, you can do anything out here. He goes, it's all just in your head because you think it's it's hard. So, yeah, it's just a matter of doing it. Yeah,
3: that's fair enough.
1: Yeah, so it, that's on my, my list. I want to go back and tackle that. So for me, I think I'm starting to set some challenges that I need to go face. But it still comes down to risk versus reward. And at my age and my physical condition, it's like that that reward is not big enough uh, for the risk. But um, I'm feeling good about it. Yeah.
3: Are you Are you suggesting you are a shambling wreck of a oh, human being?
1: Oh, really <laughs> my injuries uh my biggest injuries now come from sleeping i wake up with things pulled or sore or out of socket i'm like what is going on that, that's my biggest no and funnily enough now. Be, i mean i'm you, slight, you can understand oh god you? yeah, yeah I know.
3: <laughs> with me i know for a fact whether my cat has been sleeping on the bed or not because my cat is the worst bed hog imaginable (laughs) and if i wake up feeling like shit and i feel like i've got two dislocated arms and two (laughs) dislocated legs the the cat has been on the bed um so yeah on the
6: bed, or been using you as its bed because cats do that sometimes, they'll sleep anywhere on you
3: well, probably oh, yeah. I mean, who uh, knows what the hell that cat does In the middle of the night For all I know I mean, it <laughs> beats the crap out of me It certainly feels yep. like it So I sympathize, <laughs> like Rum-tum-tigger
6: uh, yeah. Like that kid who was wandering around with Knox's uh, clip-on Hitting things
1: Right Well, and, oh yeah <laughs> Oh yeah, um, Mean Megan was here with her Now two uh-huh. children And Elliot who's what, two? two?
6: I think, months. yeah, two, two And then the other one was fresh out of the They're oven for four have. weeks
1: Yeah Somehow he got a metal rod in his hand It was just running Knopper around Knopper placed
6: his clip on Because he dropped his clip
4: and Oh, that's the handlebar
1: yeah. There's nothing happier than a little kid running around with a metal a rod, a whacking people him. in the leg. Yeah. He was so happy. Yeah, but then
6: he started <laughs> walking towards the motorcycles,
4: and we're
1: like, ah!
6: Yeah. Everyone was fine with him, it like, assaulting us, but they got near yeah. someone's bike, and everyone, like, heads turned and charged, <laughs> no!
1: Yeah, and somebody dropped a bunch of Cheetos in the dirt, and Little the Dog and Elliot were just both macking you know, on was, dirty it
6: was, Cheetos. It was Elliot. He turned the bag upside down trying to feed himself, and they all went on the ground, so he started, <laughs> yeah.
1: Was, yeah. And was Little was had fun.
6: the best
7: day ever. Oh, yeah.
1: So, yeah, good weekend. And, Craig, I'm curious. So you have an FX. Have yeah. you taken it dirt biking?
7: Well, it has 1,500 miles on it. It's actually owned by the uh, the oh. company that we're founding. And uh, we purchased it for doing some R&D and some yeah. um, work with the batteries. And, but in S- any case, it had not been in the dirt until I brought it to California. Yeah. I was driving out here, and I saw these switchbacks that are on in Arizona. I, I've seen these trails going up the side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Like, that's on my bucket list. I want to go on one of those switchback trails at the top of one of these mountains. And so when I got here, we were uh, south of Big Sur and camping for the night, and I noticed that there were these cars going up this road that I didn't oh, even yeah. see when I came into the campground. I'm like, okay, I'm going over there. i got to see where that road goes. Mm-hmm. It turned into a switchback. It was so steep that, um, anyway. So yeah, it's I, the I, one that
1: comes out by the Bixby Bridge.
7: Um, actually, the I, was Old Coast I was south of that. So Los Boros, probably. It was, it was. Um, was it dirt it, or paved? It, it was dirt. And it, oh, yeah, Los it, Boros, probably yeah Gorda. Yep. But it was, uh, it yeah. was interesting. Was it uh, fun? It was fun. And it's not on my bucket list anymore, but I'll do it again. But yeah, it was fun. So is that
4: open over there? Do we know? If- it was. When did you ride up there? So recently? I don't
7: think that this is the road we're talking. We're not talking about the same road, but okay. it, it, I I don't know the name of the state park. It was, it was um, all I, right. was it. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so uh, not enough. But because oh, because the state
1: park where the lime kiln kilns are. Well, there's
5: a bunch of Julia yeah, Feifer. Yeah. There's yeah, Big Sur. Yeah. Yeah. There's Plasket Creek. Yes, a
4: I think Plaskett's Plaskett Plaskett okay. Creek. So that's Los Barrows, right?
5: That, yeah. So there's a little. Yes, Plaskett is near uh, Treebones Resort. Is the road where Treebones Resort is the road where Los Boros starts. I don't right, know if okay. that's it or not,
7: but yeah. But it, it was it was it was town. a tiny narrow little road that was dirt, hard packed dirt, and I'm glad it wasn't wet because <laughs> it would. It would I wouldn't have made it up or, or down alive. But uh, yeah. Well,
6: especially nice. with the, the torque uh, on the FX is it doesn't have gears, you can't put it in a low gear and just and chug up it. You have to just. Be very careful on the throttle hand there.
1: How long yeah. are you out here for? So
7: probably going back in about a week, but I'm ah. going to be leaving some of the stuff here, and I'm going to be coming back here and spending quite a bit of time. Are you leaving owning. the FX here? I'm hoping to. <gasps> Can yeah.
1: I borrow it and take it to Hollister one Saturday? I don't
7: own it, but um yeah. Yeah. that problem. sounds like a yes to me. Yeah, that's, I a, know. That's, a
4: yes. that's a pretty strong maybe there. Yeah.
7: yeah. You know, who also has an Does FX?
6: It? There was a person who was here today. You no.
1: Uh, Cat? Oh yeah, hers is old. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It wouldn't
7: be fun to break an old one. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't. I don't. know. Especially when you break a new one. I don't know
1: how good the batteries are on that one. I would not well, want to be up there on the was, top of the only mountain if there was some
7: way to find out.
1: I wouldn't want to be up on the top of Mount Hollister and run out of juice. Yeah. So right. yeah, it
7: sounds like we need to talk about this offline. So yeah, yeah,
1: that would be fun. Um. I wanted to do a segment today, and, and this comes partially inspired Segmental by Emma, Yes. who was on another podcast. Oh, this motorcycle. Yes. Yeah. Yes. With our friend Bruce.
3: Yeah. Um, what a lovely interview. He's, a, he's such a gentleman, and um, I really enjoyed that interview. It was two hours yeah th- and it passed uh, very, very quickly um
1: this motorcycle life, and he got into a lot of things with you I'm like, I didn't know that. he asked a lot of questions of you I realized oh we we don't ask that many questions <laughs> right, but um it was a good interview, and you were giving a lot of good tips uh, a lot of uh top tips as you do and I thought, you know what, I think that everyone here and uh, our and our podcast. We all have different categories that we're gotten better at. Uh, Jim, you've been going and riding in the desert, getting good at it. I mean, we've all got different things that we can contribute. And I thought this segment should be called Just the Tip. Right. We're (laughs) each going to pick a different... uh, Shaped? ...topic, a category, (laughs) and, and give our tips
6: just just ease a little way into each topic just, just and i and
1: i want not too f- far going f- gonna
6: get too excited when we do this we're just gonna better. keep it And i'm
1: gonna yeah. give i want five top tips from everyone and we're just we're cutting the fat here and just going right to it so i will start because uh you may not realize it but we have female listeners i know that more than i i, I think i often realize because um they don't always email in we don't no, but I do know that they're out there, and I and I meet them sometimes at, at events, and they're starting emailing. Well,
3: it says so, decade in Australia.
1: Oh yeah, we have a whole bunch. Yeah, so I thought I would come up with top five tips for right. women writers. Okay, and uh, I'm going to start with the first one is be assertive. Yes, one of the most common things I hear women say is that they're not. Um, treated as fairly as men when they go into like a motorcycle dealership right and so many of them share the same experience i will go in there and no one ever talked to me no one ever asked me if i need anything they didn't take me seriously because i'm a woman and i always say that's odd because when i go into a dealership i find the salesman go up shake his hand introduce myself and tell him what i need and i'm never ignored So be assertive. Don't wait for somebody to come to you. You go to them. Take charge. Tell them what you need. As a woman, you may be underestimated, but not if you assert yourself. And I've never found, I found that no one's ever questioned me once I shown that I know what I need, know what I'm talking about, know what I want, you know. So be assertive. Uh, Number two is you can do it. Uh, That's another thing. I think a lot of women aren't aware that they are quite capable of doing maintenance on their bikes. Um, you know, I work in the hardware industry and I was in a hardware store the other day listening to a woman who was getting helped by one of the employees. And uh, she was saying, so I was trying to hang my blinds and, and drywall and I put a nail in and it didn't hold. And as a woman, I don't, I wouldn't know anything about hardware. Can you please help me? And I'm like, what? As a woman, I think, no, I change that mindset. There's men and women who don't know hardware. There's men and women who don't know maintenance, but they're equally capable. Yeah. And so okay. my number 2 is is you can do it. Just know you can do it. You can um, do it like the water boy. You can do it. Number 3 is ask for help. Now this is pairs with you can do it. Um, Because some women feel like they have to show everyone that they can do it. Like uh, Kat was here today and we were talking about like, yeah, like, you know, if you drop your bike, you need to be able to pick your bike up by yourself. I'm like, I've never picked my bike up by myself. I always ask someone for help.
6: You, strong boy. Go pick, (laughs) go flex muscle
5: and lift my bike up. I'm not
1: an idiot. I don't need to prove anything. Ask for help.
5: Yeah. Well, it's hard to prove something when you're pinned underneath it, too. Yeah, but.
1: I know, I know. <laughs> no, I, know. But I, got always, it.
7: I got it. That's <laughs> always pretty humbling when your foot's stuck under the bike.
1: <laughs> but I just wanted to say it's okay to ask for help. In fact, I think it's the smartest thing to do in many cases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, number three uh, is, and this came from Kat Cheek It. Do you know what that means?
5: No, but I think I like it already.
1: Um, this is what cat. This is the Jocelyn Snow School of Riding mm. for people who think that a bike is too big for them. They can't touch the ground. It's simple. When you are slowing down or coming to a stop, slide your hips over so you have one cheek on the seat and one foot on the ground. This is how short people can ride a big bike. You have to learn the technique of slide your hips off the to the side of the bike. And get your foot to the ground before the bike starts leaning over. Cheek it. It's it's a technique short people learn. And it makes them capable of riding anything. And then the last tip for women, and this is something that I think many women fall prey to. Get real gear, not just something that's cute. It drives me nuts when I see women wearing a short, jacket that looks good on their waist but that will not save any skin on their back or you know hips um what did you you
6: call it the road rash tramp stamp yeah road
1: rash tramp stamp (laughs) (laughs) Um, or we had a woman here uh the other day on the scooter and she was talking about getting some some cute like boots i'm like no no get motorcycle boots don't, you know. I just
6: I would just donated a pair today. Mom had some yes. extra ones I guess, so
1: get real, I said smiling. get some real motorcycle boots, not just something that's cute. Um so that's my my tip is and if you search hard enough, you can find right. cute gear. Um some people love their leggings. They're that actually fit well and look good.
5: I'll say, uh, you know, I just, a couple of catalogs came in the mail, motorcycle stuff, one of mm-hmm. was cycle gear, blah, yeah. then like a motorsport or something came and I was just thumbing through it. The, the women's gear, it's like they were listening. It looked cool. It didn't look like, you know, quote, girly at all with all the pinks. Really nice blue and like aqua colors, but really good looking gear, not quote, girly at all. So I, I think... It seems like there's cool shit
3: coming out, like they're broadening the very good female. All right. market. wise words from Liza. Well done.
1: So there's my top five tips for women writers. All right. Who would like to go next? John. All right. What is your category, John? <clears throat> yeah. So actually, this kind
4: of it does have a little overlap with yours. So I, I'm talking. Well, see, I'm doubly blessed. Okay. I'm blessed to be short and I'm blessed to be well stout so
1: hold on can i can i share go ahead oh it was so cute when we were riding at hollister yesterday when we'd come across another stout rider <laughs> john would be like fat man on a little bike he got so excited <laughs> got a tear
4: on the fat guys on little bikes come on listeners um so you know so i got one for kind of both of these but the first is uh you're gonna tip over i mean it's just gonna happen if you're short so especially if you're riding dirt it's easier on the street because you can sort of plan your way, but but often on dirt when you're on, on level ground, it's just going to happen. So you're just going to have to deal with it. And big deal, it's it's it is, it is. if
5: you're if you're anybody, if you're anybody, you're going to tip over. It's been my experience.
1: Yeah, yeah.
4: Okay. So um, and then if you're stout, uh, plan on ing- upgrading the suspension. Uh, likely the suspension mm. that your bike comes with is not going to work for you. So I've, good tip. I've, I've done it on every bike I've had. and uh,
1: So, Emma, what typical bikes are they made for somebody up to, what, up to 250? What are they usually um, rated for?
3: No, actually, less than that. Um, it depends on the bike, of course. But generally, what the bike manufacturers do, we've talked about suspension in the mm-hmm. past, that they have to kind of crap out somewhere. And they figure that... The lightest person who rides the bike is going to be 100 pounds. Yeah. Heaviest person who rides the bike is going to be about 200, 220. And so they kind of set the bike up basically for about 180, 190 pounds. Oh, shit. I know. (laughs) So it's an easy upgrade. Now, look. The things are better than they were. When I first started riding, a lot of bikes didn't have any adjustment at all. Then it was three-way adjustment just for the rear. Mm-hmm. Then it was five-way adjustment. This is a big deal, five-way adjust for the rear. Then you could adjust damping, and then you could start adjusting the front end. Um, one of the cheapest upgrades for forks in the old days, um, we used to drill the top cap of the fork mm-hmm. and put Schrader air valves yeah. in so you could use air assist in them. And that really helps because and oil is a Sounds very like happy... Sounds like you're giving a tip. Yeah, but well, but basically, going back, I don't mean to... So 180
1: is what they're average rated for? So, dovetailing into what John's
3: saying, I mean, manufacturers cheap out on the suspension. Everyone does yeah. it. And it's, it's exacerbated if you are slightly heavier because not only do they mm. cheap out for a 180 person... For somebody who's, you know, the north side of 200, you're really in trouble right. with that suspension.
1: Yep. That is a good tip, John.
4: <clears throat> and I would imagine if on the other side, too, if you're like around 100 pounds. Oh,
1: the thing's going to ride you'd, like you'd a plank.
4: Sh- exactly. So so it's going to work on either side. Um, for, you know, gear is a bitch. It just, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So I've got short, I have a 29 inch, 28, 29 inch inseam, and it's, especially with my girth, it's hard to find stuff that fits right. So you got to, you know, the best bet is to go to motorsport, like Jim just said, or something like Um, uh, Arrow Stitch. um They can mm. do uh, they can do custom stuff that fits you right because you really do want something that fits right. The other issue for me is to get my girth. I got to have like a thirty six inch like arm length, and that just that's kind of a pain too. I mean, mm. you can make it work, but you know, spend the money on some good gear and make it fit because you'll enjoy the experience much better. Um, the next is, and again, similar to Liza we got to learn to ride tall bikes that's just the way it is unless you mm-hmm. want to ride cruisers which is wonderful if you love those then go for it you're going to you're going to be fine for short but if you want to do the kind of riding like we're doing now the adventure stuff or, or dual sport stuff or even sport bikes you're going to have to learn how to figure out to ride a ride a tall bike and uh and it's probably not going to stay perfect because you're going to tip over so just uh it is what it is but it can be done and and for me you know the thing i have a hard time with is i can i can ride a taller bike but the Part of the problem I have is getting the kickstand up. So there's some techniques around like how to start and stop. Um, if you really even can't get both feet on the ground, that that it can be done. And a lot of people can start from a sort of a running start.
1: You know, it's possible to weld on a little bolt that sticks out sure. that gives you a little. You know, oh, there's a hack advantage. there. There's yeah,
4: yeah it's probably a bunch of hacks we can do for mm-hmm. that. And last one is I'll just say haters gonna hate. You know, when I was young, and I had my 79 bonnieville and i used to ride around i see myself in the mirror or like when you go by a store and you're like hey man you look good (laughs) and now i look over and i go oh my god you gotta lose some weight so you know haters gonna hate you are who you are ride your bike who cares what people think you look like ride what you like when you like it if you want to ride a 250 rebel and you're 400 pounds and god bless you fix the suspension and
6: do it
1: (laughs) Uh, right on all right bagel bagel. are you ready
6: Wait, yes. can I guess is his is his about
1: scooters. I hope so. That's what <laughs> his specialty is. That's why we have him. That's why we keep him around.
2: Yep. yep. So I can. I'm coming with the top five scooter tips. Yeah. Woo-hoo! So, uh, tip number one: when buying a vintage Vespa or Lambretta, yeah. avoid bodges. There is a whole rash of what are known as bodges out there, which are bikes that have been very shoddily repaired or reconstructed, and they are not safe to ride. <clears throat> um,
1: so, how do you tell what a bodge is?
2: There, there's a lot that that goes into it. Um,
1: and, and does that include bidjodges? Uh, no.
2: No, and this it, is it's, nothing it's, to do it's with bajaj. Baj- bodges Baj short short for <laughs> bagina, I believe, is the proper term. You. No. <laughs> but I mean bajajas can be bodges, but uh, but basically you want to look for certain telltale signs. Uh, like if you see signs where the frame has been cut and rewelded, oh, uh stay away. Um, if you see signs where um, the bike seems like it's been very highly polished and and it looks looks super shiny on the outside but very crusty on the inside um that's also a very good sign there there are websites out there that have very thorough explanations about this so i don't really want to take a lot of time going into it but so big would you would you buy a,
4: a salvage title scooter or would you just like totally not do that
2: i i have uh and i would do it again but it all depends on the situation um there are a lot of salvage titled uh, modern scooters out there because uh, cosmetic damage will cost more than half the value of the bike in some cases, so they will just get totaled out even though they're mechanically just fine. So you can actually find some bargains that way, but comes with a salvage title. All right. So uh, so that was number one. Avoid the bodges. Um And like I said, look up online. There's all kinds of kinds of websites and and uh, so, articles about so that. So
1: never buy a scooter from Bodget Bell. Uh,
2: tip number two a small windscreen does wonders Um, because on a scooter you you're usually working with a bike that doesn't have uh, gobs of power and you want to move down the road you know quickly as quickly and efficiently as you can and air resistance is a huge factor on any 2 wheeled vehicle but it's especially important for a scooter because you only have a limited amount of power. So if you put a small windscreen on the front that helps cut through the air, uh, that will give you more power, uh, give you more resistance against headwinds, um, and and just it, it's it, it takes the wind off of you, which helps cut down on your fatigue while you're riding as well.
1: No, that that transfers over to motorcycles too. Uh, that is a good nothing tip. adverse
3: yep. with stability there, bagel.
2: Yep. Uh, generally no, unless you go with a very large windscreen. Um, that's why I recommend small windscreens. Uh, usually they, they don't have any effect on handling. I have heard of issues with large windscreens, especially when ridden at high speeds, especially in gusty conditions that can cause, uh, a sometimes calls a tank slapper.
5: <clears throat> well, what about excessive mirrors? What if I have like forty five <laughs> um, mirrors? That's encouraged.
2: You, you can you can it, do that, but horns. that will very much detract from your aerodynamics. Okay. Well but
1: and actually last night I was riding my <laughs> scooter home which has the touring windshield which goes above my head. Yeah. and it was so foggy out that it was just fogged up. And I had to yeah. lean my head out to the side the whole yep. way home to be able to see. You
3: should you should put a windshield wiper on. I that. do. <gasps> yes. I know where to get one.
1: <laughs> yes, you do. Bang good. <laughs> Bang good.
3: Bang Yeah, right. in fact,
2: my, my uh my first Vespa came with one of those very tall windshields that which I, I had mounted for a period of time. But that was one of the reasons why I stopped doing it was because when it got foggy out and the whole thing fogged yep. up, I could not see nope. anything. It was, that was I, a pain.
6: I had something similar. I was riding up from LA last week and I went over the grapevine and as soon as I hit the central the valley there, mm-hmm. this, this massive fog bank. It was sunny over the grapevine. Then I drifted a little bit north, and all of a sudden there was thirty foot visibility, and it's just heavy, dark, yep. wet fog. And I thankfully had the touring gloves on, with the little squeegee thumb yep. thing, and I'm just because mm-hmm. every ten seconds I'm across my visor. <laughs> otherwise, I was I couldn't see road signs. I couldn't oh, yeah. see anything. Yep. It was it was yeah, mm-hmm. it was not good.
1: All right, what's
2: next? So tip number three. Uh, For vintage scooters that uh, use a battery, Hmm. uh, I would uh, suggest considering a lithium-ion battery, Hmm.
0: um,
2: as long as your voltage regulator and electrical system are in good working order. Uh, Because vintage bikes tend to go through batteries fairly quickly, uh, at least the traditional ones. Um, And especially if it's a bike you don't ride a lot, um, that that can take the life of a battery that much quicker. So... With with the lithium ion batteries, the, especially like batteries like ShowRise, for example, they're designed to sit for extended periods of time without needing to be charged. Right. So you can park your bike for you know a month or so and then come back to it to ride it, and it'll be ready to go. Um, that's it's one thing that I've I've tried with the with one or two of my bikes so far, and I'm getting ready to, to uh, or about ready to get one for my Heinkel, too because the batteries that are in there are just not very. Uh, not, not really doing the job.
1: And again, that transfers over to street bikes if it's a vintage that you're not riding a lot. That's a good tip.
2: Yep. Um, I would also caution, though, that um, I don't recommend ShowRise for modern Vespas. Um, the the charging system in modern Vespas is a little... Uh, it has, a, it has I've found it has a tendency to fight the, the lithium ions. And lithium ions don't like being punched around. So... Um, <laughs> It's better to stick with with your traditional batteries for for a modern Vespa, um, and other modern scooters. It depends, but you know, it's, see what see what people have done and what's worked. Um, but for vintage bikes, typically, uh, as long as the electrical system is in good shape, uh, they can be a great uh, a great upgrade.
1: All right, and one more.
2: Um, uh, well, this is number four.
1: Oh, yes. oh sorry, um, I thought that was four. Yeah. For, yeah.
2: Yep, number four. If your scooter doesn't have one, get a rear rack and/or a locking top case. Yes, because this will make your scooter far more useful for everyday life. Yes, because if you're if you're going somewhere, you need to run a few errands and then go someplace. You know, you want to get a few things, but you don't want to carry them around all day. You can lock them in your top case if you have one, and not have to worry about you know where you're going to put all this stuff. you know, and if you need to get groceries, it can be really handy for that. Uh, if you're riding around in inclement weather, it's nice to have mm-hmm. a top case you can put stuff in and keep it dry. You know, it, it has all kinds of uses, um, and even just a rack is great to to have so you can strap things onto if you need to carry things with you on a bike. Um, they're they're very very useful tools. They may not look super sexy, you know, but it they're very very useful. Nice and. Uh, Last tip, number five, Uh, if you're coming from a motorcycle background, Mm -hmm. riding scooters will feel super twitchy and unstable. Yes. But no, they are stable, but they have a very different feel from how motorcycles handle. Just work on getting used to the feeling and how to respond uh, to the the handling of the bike. And remember that a little input goes a long way on a scooter.
1: I used to... um when I was young, uh, my roommate had a scooter, and I never wanted to ride it. I'm like, no, that thing is a death trap. I feel like I could <laughs> sneeze and run into a parked car.
2: Basically, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. You're right. It's it's uh, finessing the, the input is exactly it.
5: You love yep. your Honda Elite Elite now, I, though. You love that I, thing.
1: I well, that's my around town scooter because I'm a top case. Um, I can haul yep. stuff around. Just, it's so easy just to hop on and, and get on and go. Those are great tips. I All think right. so. Right. Emma, what, what are you going to give us? You wanted to talk about, was it fighting or well, no, no, no. I, What were your tips? I, no, I, w-
3: I was going to say that, I mean, over the years yeah. that I've been involved in the podcast, I mean, I've given, um, you know, my specialty is everybody yeah. knows what it is. So I'm going to give you a top five on uh, fighting. Um, All right. (laughs) Excellent. So um, tip number five when Uh you're fighting, um, find the largest person in the opposing group and smack him in the face. (gasps) Just the largest one. Yeah. Don't mess around. Go for the largest one. That's tip number five. <laughs>
1: Morgan, you do not you need to shield your face.
3: <laughs> tip number four.
1: <laughs> so take out the largest one, yes.
3: Tip number four. Um, if you have sufficient alcohol in you, it does numb the pain. So fighting, <laughs> fighting when you're drunk is going to be a lot less painful than fighting when you're sober. Does anyone want to switch At the seats? Um, <laughs> <laughs> tip number three. Um if you feign an Irish accent, <laughs> you actually fight better. Oh
1: for fuck's sake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like it. it's more it's more I threatening. Like it. it's
3: threatening. It's now. Yes, exactly. Ah. And um when you've actually um overpowered your opponent, you can add things like what are you doing lying on the floor like a bag of shite? <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> um tip number two. Um <laughs> If you're dressed up for the evening, and funnily enough, whenever I get involved in fights, I always are dressed up for the evening. Use the weapons at your disposal. Stilettos, and I'm sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Did and, <I> begin? <laughs> and you know, it's um, If if I've got my stilettos on, I have two extra weapons that I'm oh, and very coming very, out. <laughs> yes, exactly. There's an eyeball coming <laughs> out. It's an eyeball coming out. And if I'm wearing my stilettos and my flowery dress, you'd better watch out because there's going to be blood flowing. <laughs> which brings us to Good tip, to know. which it brings us to tip number one, tip number one. yeah, you should always carry a means of congealing blood about you, because if you get <laughs> no, because if you get pounded in the nose or uh, anywhere about the face yeah. in your blood, you need to stop the flow very, very right quickly Right top tip number five. Yeah. right. so <laughs> go to top tip number one. Go, so after picking on the biggest person and he hits you back, and your nose explodes. Generally, um, if you have a congealing agent or you apply pressure, it will actually stop the bleeding. Excellent. Very, very quickly. So there's my top five tips I'm for crazy. fighting. I thought
5: we were, you, I was expecting, remember when we were in Hollister and wow. you were going to make me fight the big man and you were going to put a hot pepper in my rear end?
3: No, I said <laughs> I will. There That's was that, one and a half. There was that large gentleman that belonged to an outlaw motorcycle yes, club. He was and very a, tan. He was quite tanned and he had a great many tattoos yes. and a beard and yes. long hair. And I suggested that I would give you a dollar <laughs> if you went up and punched him. <laughs>
5: yes, and I tentatively agreed under other,
3: <laughs> yes, as long as other the criteria The guy sitting were met. next to us just walked away shaking his <laughs> head. <laughs> oh, my word. So, yes, Emma's top tips on fighting. All and right. she knows what she's talking about. Yeah, thank you, darling. Right.
1: Morgan, are you playing this game?
6: Yeah, but I think... Um, you asked Craig to make a list, and I and ours, our worlds overlapped. So, so you guys want
1: to combine? Right. Well, yeah, we, let's look, do a see, combination. I was, yeah.
6: I was the only one not offered a piece of paper. In fact, I was offered oh. a piece of paper, but it had artwork on it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you, you two are you two are I assume so, going to do on.
6: I, I, electric motorcycle. I've got a mental list of, of several things for me, but I thought I'd let Craig go first because he actually... Yeah, yeah And the then list. you can
1: help embellish.
6: Well, or I'll just that. give my right. my side list of... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he doesn't know what he's talking so, about. Oh, here's what you really want. Uh, no,
1: and this is, um, I think, very helpful because there are people who are maybe interested and curious about buying an electric motorcycle. You guys have done all the research, know all the do's and don'ts. So I'm guessing you got some very good... Tips. You'd be yes.
6: surprised. Oh, I mean, yes. Mm-hmm. Now, he, he his stuff may overlap with mine. I have not genuinely yeah. looked at his list, well, so see. I'm just going to fill in my stuff after his stuff. Okay, sounds good.
7: All right. So know your use case, and and, and uh, thats your words there, Mark. Fact, you, is
1: that like use guys?
7: Yep. Yeah. Use guys. Yeah, you guys. You, use guys. You, you guys you, know your there. use case. Use yeah. case. Use yeah. guys. Yeah. Use. Right. yeah. So basically,
1: oh, 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 the, hey, hey, hey. The biggest. He's talking.
7: We're
6: doing the, the Lady in the Tramp, the spaghetti thing. Okay.
1: <laughs> the biggest,
7: the biggest um, hurdles to EV adoption right now are range and price, yeah. right? And uh, range is quickly going away because batteries are getting better and better, um, and and the price is coming down. But you just need to know how, how far you're going to be riding this bike. If it's one mile more than your range on the new bike, it, you know, then it's useless to you. You're not going to take it. And the whole reason you're probably buying the bike is so you can ride it. So make sure you've got enough range. Uh, and I'll come back to that point. Um, number two, um, consider buying a used one. Like you can get an awesome used zero or something at, at a really good discount um, I over, actually over a brand new one. So usually
1: advise against this. Against it.
7: Yeah, for a new rider.
1: Anyone who's getting into electric motorcycles, who's buying a used one, yep. it's usually because that used one has kind of aged out, or the batteries are not good, and but people still think they're they're worth fourteen thousand dollars. I don't think um, I personally tell people don't buy a used one.
7: Sure, but so what I'm talking about yeah. is a good value in a used vehicle, yep. and and now we're finally getting into good used EVs out there. So That's
3: my something. question to you is I think if you look at the, the speed of the technological curve yeah. of electric motorcycles, it's very, very quick, far quicker than infernal combustion engines. Mm-hmm. At what point does technology become obsolete? obsolete? Yeah. So let's suggest I'm looking for a 0 How would I know as a complete novice? Well, a 2018 zero yeah. is perfect, I and a 2016 that's is an absolute... Four. That's oh, point
7: four. Oh, there okay. you point, go. 0.4, okay. four, I'll skip over three. Yeah. And that's talk with someone who owns one or knows about it, like a Morgan. Yes. Or, you know, you, but you, I don't do. like talking to people who have electric motorbikes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>
3: I hear you. Preach it, sister. No, some. but there reach are. out to people who have the knowledge. They can say, yeah. that one is a dud. Yep. But that's a it, good one,
7: exactly. Yep. Right. I, I don't yep. know how
6: you're going to differentiate whether the person you trust is worth putting their trust in, though. Like, you, you might be asking an idiot. How are the forums? Are there? Mm. Are there going to there, be there decent are forums, forums out the, there. the biggest one is, is ElectricMotorcycleForum.com. Is it reliable?
5: Ish. I mean, yeah. There's
6: there's some of the, some of the good regular people. I mean, there's there's like anything. There's Facebook groups for zero owners groups and things like that, and then there's like Discord servers for the people who are into that. Um, We're and, not talking about cryptocurrency here. Slow down. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, but, yes, there are reliable uh, online forms of, of useful. Uh, right. With with useful people. There's yeah. there's idiots on there, too. But there are smart people. And uh, you've got to try and weed out which is which. Yeah. The way, I,
7: the way I weed out people is I ask them about something I do know about. And if they're just bullshitting like crazy on the things I do know about, then I don't trust them about the things I don't know about. And,
3: actually, that's not a bad yardstick yeah. to use. Cool. Yeah. Because, you know, what –
7: bullshit about everything so all you
6: know about is, yeah. is gardening so then you say okay so you have 50
7: cubic feet of no, uh, i'm just no. <laughs> saying if they're a bullshitter <laughs> right. about one subject then you know yeah, why yeah. would i trust them about anything else no
1: and know? i think that's very fair that's good point. so i just want to use that as an example so i just brought up facebook marketplace yeah and i found a 2016 0 dsr uh, i f- i found in general that people Overvalued them.
6: So the sixteen, that's a thirteen. So I what, would say, I what would
1: say, value do, would you put a twenty sixteen with thirty seven thousand miles on it?
6: Well, um, would it have the rapid charger or the, the power to any accessories in there? It would have it's the, not and, listed. Okay, I'm gonna go okay. and just I'm gonna say the person's listing it for eleven. I would say it would probably go for seven.
1: So he's asking sixty eight.
6: Sixty eight hundred. Okay, let's yeah. go that's that's good price i'd go for that i'd, I'd okay. look closer you, at that. Heard,
7: you heard the miles 33,000
1: 32,000, 37 okay. but how is so it does have an additional charge point. right but
3: it how a, it is charge. compared with Shit. 2022 it strikes me that six years in the electric motorcycle community is very different to six years in the internal combustion so how has technology moved on in those six years
6: um, they have the new ones have twenty five percent more battery in the same space.
3: Right, so you have to factor that in if you're buying a used. I'll, I'll give you an example where it might work.
5: Let me know, Morgan, about this. I commute forty miles each direction to work on a bike, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm running the FC One typically. Um, but I think about God would an electric bike be that much smarter? So mm-hmm. how would that if I ride that five days a week? You know, seventy five miles a day, eighty miles that a day. Is
6: that is the bread and butter you're use a case great of an electric. That, right? is, that is literally the bread and butter use case of electric. Yeah, vehicle, yeah. electric motorcycles and vehicles is as they excel as commuters. Yeah. absolutely yeah. excel. So yeah. that's
7: that's my point three: is test drive and yeah, and now right. don't just don't just test drive at the dealer. Te- find a friend, someone who will let you ride his. As long as it's
6: not yeah. Luke Workman, I'm in.
5: Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I,
7: you should see.
6: I'll, I'll show you Phoenix next time you're down at the shop. Phoenix. So, Oh, my. Okay, so you yes.
7: can actually ride the bike, uh, do your commute. Yeah. I mean, what better way to test your totally. range than do the commute on the bike you're considering buying? Is it Twisted buying? Road? Is yeah. that what you found? Can uh, you rent
5: no. one, I wonder? Oh,
7: that's a, rent one good. On that's twisted a great road, idea. Yeah. Do a mow it. And with an yeah. electric vehicle, though, you can't really hurt it like a gas bike. I mean, if you borrow someone's gas bike, or even at the <laughs> dealer, and you go out and redline it you know, the whole time you're test driving it. But yeah. with an electric, you can't really hurt one. All right. I mean, you can crash
1: it. Can we right. take off by a used one? one from your list and Uh, put rent one. To try it out right. first, well, yeah, a, I think that because I think what you're trying to do is not get somebody to commit to a brand new bike when they're not sure what they're getting into. And right. I think, yeah, don't buy the Renting wrong bike it is
7: for better than, than buying. Because yeah, if, yeah, if I'm going
5: to drop seven grand yes. on a bike, if I get an internal combustion engine bike, I can get a used bitch of motorcycle for seven grand. Exactly. But for me, it might be an awesome trade-off just for the sheer convenience of it.
3: And in defense of internal combustion engine bikes. Pretty much everything that's been made in the last six years, the you'd be hard pressed to rev, ruin rev- it. Because yeah. your rev limiters is going to yeah. cut in. Everything's got oxygen sensors, you have so you can't under choke okay. it. You can't over choke yep,
7: yep. it. Yep. So you know. And okay. Yeah. So I'm speaking. I'm bullshitting. There you go. You got me. Ah, you got me. Ah. All right. And so the last one is uh, that fast charging. This one's this one's going to be controversial, but fast ooh, charging ooh, yeah. is probably more important than battery size related to the price point. And this is oh. this is. Oh. So, so you're you know,
1: saying size is not important. <laughs>
7: It's not why you use it, not your size. <laughs> Is that,
1: that what he just said? Well, we we're talking about tips.
7: It's
4: no. not the size;
7: it's the capacity, so, it's like shape. So it's the girth. So as long as you've got a couple miles more than your, you know, you need, uh-huh. then it's going to all be all about how fast you can recharge it. That's because, a good point. Yep. Because then you've can you've got enough range for everything you're normally doing, but then when you want to do something else, you just you've got the fast charging option, mm. and all of a sudden it's like. I mean, so when it comes down, it's it's a hard, in this one, you're going to want some advice from someone who's been riding or, or been driving an EV, but it, that's what, that's, it's it's really interesting, you know, this fast charging, it really changes the dynamics of even though the, the bike or the car might have a smaller battery, if it can charge fast, it's like, the, it's the, a gold the, mine. It's a, is a controversial
6: topic for a number of reasons that I don't think we want to go that much into on this yeah. podcast. Uh, is that your list? That's my list. Um, um, go so for it. We had some similar overlap. I'll keep mine brief here.
1: Oh, yeah. Wait, can I build off oh, yeah. of that? Because yeah. John was uh, talking about, yeah, he, he's kind of interested in getting electric. He goes, but I'll have to put you know two twenty in my house for charging. I said, no. actually, no, no. it's mm-hmm. when you come home, you have all night to charge. Yep. You don't need That's, to have the fast this charging.
6: Is, this is part of my list.
1: Now. Oh well, good. There you go. Uh, <laughs>
6: so actually, the uh, Craig's first point is exactly my first point was the know your use case, and that is to say. How Take a good hard look at your actual commute length and what it is yeah. and and what sort of bike you like. Do you like a supermoto? Do you like a, a, a big solid road bike? Do you want sort of a, a kind of adventure sport? Do you Get a feel and get some, just test right whatever you can that's out there, but take a good hard look at what is, what your actual use case is and see which one of the manufacturers lists one that says the mileage is, you know, this and it's within your range there. That's cool. Mm-hmm um the next thing uh for me well i forgot because i didn't write it down let me think what was it um i'll skip to number three as my list was it was oh i know what it was um number two is download PlugShare. it's a free app yes you can use the, you oh, use yeah. the website plugshare.com yes i or told just you about download that. the free app this Guess is so. this is the absolutely essential it's basically a user-driven google maps of all charging stations mm-hmm. of all mm-hmm. kind um people say oh there's no charging around me." i hear this so often so everyone says oh there's absolutely no there's, no there's no there's no charging around me and i'm like oh really where are you oh i'm here i rip up and plug share and i to mm-hmm. their area and there's just dots all over the place and then i take a screenshot says, this this level of no charging and they go w- uh, yeah but it's like a mile away I'm like all right all right fine
7: but that but, was, that <laughs> wasn't the case at all five years ago oh, ten years ago dramatically changing I mean, dramatically like, even
6: even in the last like couple of years there's yes. been a whole bunch more yeah. especially in California but it's there they are filling it in through the Midwest and a lot of other places like um you know the the new electric truck Rivian mm-hmm. um those I've guys seen
1: one around town
6: I saw a prototype one right. before they came yeah. out um at, at one of the charging stations but they um. They're building a crap ton of infra- charging stations throughout the the world. They're making some of them exclusionary only to themselves, but the level twos, like what the zero uses, mm-hmm. are are available for for everyone. Good. I'm um,
3: I'm extremely unhappy with Rivian, and I will talk about it when we'll, you're done. I I've got hey no we'll, no, we'll no picking fights there. here.
7: No. Yeah. Oh, god! No, I don't want to fight you. No, Sorry, oh, I don't know the Biggest guy. <laughs>
6: got, she don't have stilettos. Oh, she's got yeah, stilettos the one no, thing. But, she's but got boots can goonsol. do something. I don't now. have any congealing agents for my blood. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, no, It'll I be know
6: your liver it. anyway. Wait, <laughs> save some of the gummy candy. She's
7: not wearing <laughs> a floral dress. Uh, <laughs> Shove it in you're, there. No floral dress, so you're safe.
6: So next tip is what we always say is ABC: always be charging. If you, one of the things people like, oh, I have to spend an hour at a charging station. Well, actually, if you you going kind to of change your habits and you change your routes mm-hmm. like I'm going to go to the store and there's a, and there's a the thing you plug in you plug in and you gain you know 20 miles of, of, of range while you're going to get uh, your grocery shopping and you you go someplace and like so you're contracting you work at a client's house oh can I plug into your 110 and get some juice off your wall for the next couple hours so there's, a, there's a thing you can actually like just kind of slightly modify things and you never actually have to go out of your way to go to a charging station my brother has a zero FXS that's heavily modified But he's got it so he can plug into the the charging stations if he needs to or plug into, you know, 110 wall outlets. And he does a lot of um, contract work for for IT stuff, goes around people's houses. He pulls up, plugs into their wall outlet, goes and spends two hours training them for whatever there is and and moves on and and never actually has to go to a charging station if he doesn't, you know, doesn't feel like it because he can live off of the constant wherever you wherever you are. If you're stopped, always be charging.
1: Yeah, that's a good tip.
6: Um. The next one is, is a pretty basic one. It's just they don't teach you about how to properly care for your battery. And this is true of with lithium-ion mm-hmm. batteries. This is true of your phone, your electric motorcycle, your Tesla, your vape, whatever. But basically, these batteries are happiest if they're above 20% and below 80%. If you leave them empty or you leave them full, it's like taking a rubber band and stretching it to its max. It'll never be as elastic uh, as it once was hmm. and and empty is max the last max stretch and full is max stretch keep it somewhere in the middle and it'll be much much happier um and you'll get much you get so many more years out of your batteries by, by doing that and this is again true of your phone if you ever heard you or someone you know has has said has uttered the phrase oh i just got this phone and already the battery is uh, because what do they do? They go home and they pl- and at night they plug it in and leave it at a hundred percent all night long mm-hmm. and it's full, and then they unplug it and then they plug it in and they basically the phone almost always lives at a hundred percent. Or they do the thing where like the phone dies and they leave it empty for a day or two. So
1: that's me. But I have a reason. Because always be prepared for an emergency. And so I always want to have my phone as charged as possible in case it's, shit it's goes down. Un-
6: unfortunately it's degrading yes, when it's doing right. that. So those are it it's just okay. kind of things you learn and you just kind of watch it like my bike has almost never it's almost never full and it's almost never empty. Yes, I do bring them to full and empty, but that's for like long stretches when I want to get the max out of the battery, I'll let it go charge to full because I know I'm going to burn it off immediately. Yeah. Other than that, I only really ever charge it. It's it's right now outside, it's at 78%. So that's the like really the only care you have to do for the for the batteries is just, you know, that That's that's basically it. Those right. those are my tips.
3: Good. All right. So, you know, it's funny. I was, uh, for next year, I'm actually going to be getting a new vehicle for mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I looked at the usage I was going to make. And I thought, you know, yeah. I'm an absolutely perfect candidate for an electric panel van. There you go. And the reason I am very upset with Rivian is they will not sell me a panel van. They're for Jeff Bezos only, and I'm uh, enormously upset about it because I think it's the most darling thing. I would absolutely murder for one of those things. Well, but, but that could be arranged. You know how to fight. Well, yes, <laughs> but unfortunately, fighting won't get me. So I believe they're going to be for Amazon only. So I've signed up for an e transit. Um, Ooh, yeah. So, but for for my use, it's going to be perfect cause I have an. Ex- in, in fact, it'll probably live down at Modotown. Town. And I'll just use it for collecting bikes, as and when I need to. Yeah. But for for my use, for basically for business use only, it's going to be absolutely perfect.
7: Yeah. No, cool. I'm waiting for a van. I, yeah. I love vans. Well,
3: Ford have promised electric
6: that, sprinter van, like the Mercedes. Right. Yeah. That would that that's right. going to be a, a thing when those come out and are available. People will go out and camp on those and put panels on top and what slowly trickle charge.
3: Well, Ford have promised deliveries of the e transit from April onwards. Nice. And they said it's like the equivalent of 250 horsepower and a 300 mile range, which I'll take. Yeah. Oh. So, very nice, too. All right. Yeah.
1: So, Jim? Yes. What, what category yes. are you coming at? Uh, okay,
5: with? since I'm not good at anything and know very little <laughs> about motorbikes. Oh, motorbike. Jim,
3: you're good at everything. Do you want to do, you wanna, do, you wanna uh, do some more fighting laugh. tips? Yes, is it, let's wrestle.
1: Is it? I'm just curious. Is your category how to start a fire five different ways?
5: No, but that okay. should have been it. No, no, no. no. It's how to Greco-Roman <laughs> wrestle. Um, Emma, would you? No, I'm kidding. <clears throat> All right, so mine is, um, I even wrote it and I have to hold it this far <clears throat> away. Top five good tips for bad dirt bikers. So oh good oh i figure okay. i could do that one okay. i like this so number one and uh thumper john can attest to this is uh never pass up gas oh.
4: so we never
5: pass gas either never right? pass <laughs> gas yes <laughs> but that you well, know yeah yeah uh but yeah just um a number of times where it's tempting even if it's like only a little bit's gone kind of like this EV is always charging. be charging this is abc's always be right charging here. Yeah. always take advantage of because you never know and it's like even a tenth of a gallon of gas um will save you a bunch of footsteps, yep. so uh, that's right. a good one. As I almost found out uh, yes. two weeks ago. Yep. Uh, second is bring extra water. Um, yep. Right, that's one thing you really can't fuck up on. That will really ruin your day is not having enough water. And when I say extra, uh, what I also mean is don't just. That doesn't mean like extra an extra big Camelback, which I have, like a three liter one anyway. But also bring a separate container in a separate because I'm like, if I eat shit and my back my Camelback fails. Well, there's my three liter of water is just is gone, right? So I always carry a backup liter plastic bottle of but water. But it
1: saved your spine.
5: Yes, it <laughs> saved your spine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
4: um, I, what I throw in there too is I I bought a body, uh, uh, there's a squeeze pack thing that you can for for eating uh, drinking stream water and oh, such. So and it's real tiny. And there's actually one that's just oh. a straw. Yeah, I've seen A uh, life the, straw. Yeah, life yeah. straw. And I have one of those with me all the time. Which too, is stream water. Yeah, you could drink water out of a mud puddle and it would it would, it would make it drink. But like
3: Wombat's pee in there and
2: stuff. That's, it gets <laughs> it all that that's out.
4: I like wombat pee though.
5: The raccoons, so that's cool. No, and oh, and I'll just throw it into electrolytes. Electrolytes oh, yeah. can really make right. a huge difference yeah. in your 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 day also. Um so number three, oh, I I I crossed it out. It was at- <laughs> 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 it was actually it was ride with friends. Um I don't a, have any friends
3: Fain an Irish accent when you're riding Be <laughs> fearless uh, So I can also
5: ride with friends uh, Wankers um, Only because I was like Well that's kind of obvious right But a lot of times you, you don't have a choice to ride with friends Or like me I just ride by right. myself sometimes right? See,
6: going out there or, and, Oh
5: damn actually, I forgot to
6: make friends again
5: let, let
1: me just uh, <laughs> add off that I think like our friend Kevin who showed up Even if they're not friends mm-hmm. Ride with buddies uh-huh. it's better than riding alone
5: yeah yeah yeah
1: and so, so kevin found a group to ride with Yep.
5: Yeah, there you go i don't see it's better it's different though but it's not a bad idea um so if you're not going to ride with friends well it's
1: so, safer when dirt riding i will say it is but safer. use the body no, no question about yeah. that yeah.
5: um but if you're not going to do that uh, absolutely have a garmin or some sort of a device that bounces off the satellites um nothing's a hundred percent but um you know if you're gonna be foolish enough to do that stuff at least do the smart thing and not be a an extra burden on other people or whatever it might be. So yeah, have some sort of a device that you can communicate with. Um, I got the Garmin inReach Mini. I love it. Actually, I, I ride almost all the time with it now because almost like a good luck charm. I'm afraid if I don't have it with me, something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like today I took a ride up Gazos Creek and stuff and you could, you could zip right off the mountainside up there yeah, and, yeah. and uh, no one finds you. So actually I, I take it with me on the street now too.
3: You know yeah. what? I think it'd be a good idea if you had like almost like a GM OnStar. Uh huh. With a lanyard. Yes. So the OnStar's on your bike, and your lanyard is on you, and you plug oh, it in. there's a helmet. And so if you come off the bike, uh, like the, they uh, know you've come off, like and they just, no, hey, just, Jim, are you okay? And is, if you is, don't answer, they'll yeah. send somebody this out. This has
1: been around for years. It's the help. I've fallen, and I can't get yes. up. Yeah, that's basically yeah. no, actually
3: Actually, there's a, there's a new feature
4: on your iPhone that'll hmm, that'll do that there is something well I like believe, a motion detector Yeah, uh, they'll ask you if have you fallen are you okay should we contact the authorities I believe wow.
5: we had someone on the podcast that invented a helmet with an accelerometer and yeah. built-in uh yeah. sensor stuff right that yeah. helmet would do that but it worked off right. your cell phone coverage so you had to have cell coverage Th- for it to work
3: that would be good for when i was fighting it would be <laughs> it protect <laughs> my head you should have them in okay. your fists because occasionally Love i have hate. taken i've taken a beer bottle to the head oh my Ooh. goodness
2: Occasionally, Occasionally. <laughs> It looks like you've taken an uppercut. Shall we call nine one one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. Have, yeah, have, you should see the
4: other guy. No, it's okay. <laughs> I, I,
3: I have my congealing agent. Got, get, I got I have my stilettos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I lost a stiletto. It's buried in somebody's head, and it's he ran away.
4: <laughs> I'm, taking
3: a, I'm taking a dark Off turn to
4: I,
5: I think he have a Garmin though. Uh, okay, so after the Garmin and the stiletto, um, always, always bring a... Uh, what the hell does that say? A, <laughs> and, uh, always, always bring
4: reading glasses? Is that what that's Always bring reading glasses. <laughs> always bring
5: a, a paper map. And with that, have some basic land navigation right. skills. But paper map all the time. Um, I use it. I used it last week when I was in Zanzibarago just to double check because I was kind of fucked. Yes, yeah, so I went to the paper map. And
3: you know, I have to say, a lot of this is very specific to what you do, Jim, because... Bad God, dirt you, biking. <laughs> no, you love <laughs> losing yourself out in the desert, yes, don't you? Yes, yes, Can
1: I Can I add one to your list? Mm, of course. Because I, the last two weeks in a row, I was one of the most popular people in the group because I'm the only one who brought a pressure gauge.
5: Yes. Pressure and gauge when you go to
1: Hollister, you air down and then you air back up at the end. And a pressure gauge, which is really simple, mm-hmm. small. Is there a means of airing up at the end? hmm They've got like a tank. They've got a row of compressed, well, of, it's, it's plumbed, a row of... Right. Uh, it's yeah. funny.
5: This is one of the things that applies to bad dirt bikers because yeah. we were at Hollister in the morning and that guy that's going to do Ayersberg I was yeah. talking about, we were, I was trying to figure out the pressure on Mike's tire because the pressure gauges were wonky and he just pressed on it, pressed on his. I'm like, what are you running? He goes, I don't know. I don't think it really matters. <laughs> so, but, it, but me and Mike were both like, well, if you suck, it matters a lot if you have <laughs> good does, tires and true. proper yeah, air yeah, pressure. Yeah. Right. So. Okay, lastly, and uh, this is a common theme, I think, with all of us, and it's a big one, is take the time and stop and talk to people. A, it's pleasant. People love are very nice in the world. I
1: think that's your top tip for all types of motorcycling.
5: Yeah, because it's pleasant. You know, you you get like restored in humanity because people are typically really Mm. nice. They can be extremely helpful if you need help. But you can learn so much, A, helpful things to keep you out of trouble. Like, hey, watch out for unmarked mine shafts. Okay, good (laughs) to know. Um, But also just interesting things about the area and give you great advice on where to camp and, you know, do all the other things. And they'll
4: tell you you can't have any gas, right? And yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who
5: knows?
1: Some of
4: them may
6: want to fight. Yes,
4: they oh, may want to fight. Oh, there we go. Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: So but
1: also, sometimes they'll give you access uh, to roads that you didn't know were there, mm-hmm. or they know where the good eateries are.
6: And sometimes yes. they'll take you to Corbin's for a tour, and then uh... yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
6: <laughs> there you go. So yes, those
1: right. are my uh, top. Uh, tips so there for you go. Derby. Just Brilliant. the tip. I Just figured... the tip,
3: and you know. Um, I'm just going to share, because I did an original list on maintenance, what a surprise there, and uh, I would like to share just the top one, mm-hmm. which was, everyone should be doing this, check your tires. Yep. The most yep. successful motorcyclists are the ones that make habitual routines for themselves, and... I've forgotten the amount of times a bike comes into my shop, rides like a three-legged horse, because there's no air in the tires. When I saw
5: you first thing this morning, that's right, what was I doing? Exactly. And
3: make a routine for yourself. When you fill up your bike, for those of us who have gasoline-powered bikes, check your tires. It's a great time to check them and you know there was another largely arbitrary things but i i really wanted to share that because it's very very good advice check yo tires tires
1: so um i wanted to get to a couple sponsors that we have whoop, whoop. all right yes yes and Emma has the one I'm most excited about. Is
6: it, is it about. the candy people that Jim's got? The-
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> aye, no, aye, this aye. is a good one. I want, no, everyone, to, I want candy. everyone to pay attention because this is not just somebody who no. we're promoting because they're paying us to. This is somebody who we've had as a guest, guest on the show. Hmm. I believe in them. Emma, you've supported them. I have. And I
3: have children in my family and I have supported them personally
1: because I believe in this product. And it is the prime time because... It's Christmas time. It Christmas. Wow. Our sponsor tonight is...
3: Mimi and Moto.
0: Oh, yeah. So, yeah,
3: nice. um, I'm going to read the blurb and then we'll, we'll expand on that. Would you like to get more kids excited about motorcycles? Yes. Do mm-hmm. you want to share your passion for motorcycles with the children you love? Yes. If the answer is yes then go to www.mimiandmoto.com. That is M-I-M-I-A-N-D-M-O-T-O.com. The online home of Mimi and Moto, the motorcycle monkeys. Created by our friends Nancy Gerloff and Mark Augustine, Mimi and Moto have one goal, create more motorcycle riders. Now, we interviewed them episode 351. It's going mm. back quite a while, yeah. isn't it? Husband and wife team. And we're very excited to welcome them as advertisers on today's podcast. Yes. Um, at MimiandMoto.com, you can purchase the couple's first book, The Adventures of Mimi and Moto. And I bought f- uh, two or three copies, mm-hmm. which I've distributed to various <laughs> little nieces and nephews around my family. And their second book, actually, it was the second book that I bought, Mimi and Moto Ride the Alphabet, which is a fantastic little thing. Um, A pre-release text-only version of the couple's new chapter book, Mimi and Moto's Magical Meteors First Gear is also available for download. And right in time for the holidays, you can buy Mimi and Moto Christmas ornaments, t-shirts, onesies, stickers... (laughs) And they're brand new and super cuddly plush toys. Oh, yeah. Um, nice. We've got our own promo code at checkout. Yes. If you use Misfits, M-I-S-F-I-T-S, and it looks like it's all capitals, if you use that at the checkout, they're going to give you 20% off. There you Deal go. of the century. Wow. Um, so visit com, spelled com. And join Nancy and Mark's mission to get more kids excited about motorcycles. I mean, that's the blurb. You know who'd be a great candidate for that? Elliot. Elliot. He's right at that age. But you know, the thing is that impressed me the most about these books, and um, Mark and Nancy have both got Mm -hmm. a background in education. You don't actually have to like motorcycles to enjoy these books. I mean, Mimi and Moto, they're two little monkeys and they're absolutely adorable. And in their book where they write the alphabet, they always give you these, what I call them, Easter eggs. And you'll be looking at the picture, and it'll spell out what's in the picture, but they always give you a little something extra. And so I sat with my little granddaughter, and we were going through the book, and she'd go, Oh, look, Nanama, there's a ladybug. <laughs> and so they put something extra on each page. They're wonderful books. They're bright. <clears throat> They're colourful superbly illustrated, and we like Mark and Nancy anyway, so we want them to do well. And they
1: they plant the seed to be future bikers. Well, you know, even
3: if – this is a very, very important point – even if kids don't grow up to ride motorcycles, they grow up to recognize and register with them. So it makes them better car drivers, because now – they're looking out for motorbikes. Oh, can I tag onto yeah. that?
5: Someone told me, remember the slug bug game we would play as kids? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah so, you know, so you twist it, A, so it's not like, you know, you're not beating, it's not teaching violence, right? right. <laughs> especially against your siblings. Yeah, but I and like them. that. Yeah, Emma just heard that. But instead of a slug bug, you point out a motorcycle. Right. And then that way, it, it totally teaches motorcycle awareness. It's and I never nice. thought about that. Someone told exactly. me that the other day.
3: Exactly. Yeah, the but the pain bug. really drives it we, in, though.
5: Yeah, that's true. We, didn't have,
3: we <laughs> didn't have slug bug in England. We called it punch car and you could punch lorry and you could pick your punch car and you know you you could you know if you were feeling really violent you could pick a very common car like a Ford Escort <laughs> or a Vauxhall uh, Viva Oh, the Vauxhall yes yes and so every time you saw a Vauxhall Viva you'd punch you'd your brother in the mouth <laughs> <laughs> um but then occasionally, if you're feeling a little more bene- benevolent, your punch car of the day would be a Bentley. Mm. So you'd probably only get one or two shots in during the day.
5: But then you could go below the belt. Yeah, exactly. Yes.
1: Okay. I <laughs> once had a passenger on the back of my motorcycle who was playing punch bug and hit oh. me in the kidney. Oh. Oh. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's when you
6: twist the throttle violently. To was, see it,
1: a, no. was it was punch like bug on?
3: or slug bug?
1: Yeah, well, same thing.
3: <laughs> yes, yes, but punch car. So That's an easy,
1: I have... Really. Another sponsor, and this one is actually a top tip. And it, it simply is this if you are in an accident on your motorcycle,
3: who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters.
1: Call 1 800 Law Tiger. Your case evaluation <laughs> is free, and they don't get paid until you get paid. They should be the first call you make after a motorcycle accident. Why? Because they fight for motorcycle riders and their families to get the compensation they deserve, and with over 20 years of experience, they will handle your case with the respect and dignity dignity you deserve. And there are quite often you will find there there are people who have a uh, they they think of a motorcyclists as n- not deserving or uh, it's, think right. that we're all hooligans. Right. But you are represented heard, by a I've motorcyclist. I've people right. who uh, yeah are unfair to motorcyclists. Um, the insurance company wants to get away with out, you know, with paying out as little as possible. Don't trust even your own insurance company. You need to have legal representation. I learned this at a very young age when I was in an accident and my insurance company offered me a very small settlement. But my neighbor who was an attorney said, let me take care of this.
3: Yeah. You started off badly because your, your mom wanted to sue you for being <laughs> yeah. born, didn't she?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, But here's another thing. Why should you hire law tigers uh, after a motorcycle accident? Well, they can help you get your motorcycle and gear right. repaired or replaced. And that's another thing people don't realize, that your gear has value well, and, and can stitch. be included me- in that.
5: I remember Clay had an accident and um, it, it, he was okay, but he was upset because he had his arrow stitch. His family gave it to him for Christmas like eight months earlier or something mm, like right. that.
6: That was the worst part of that his accident. was
5: accident. Yeah, you
3: gave, you gave your helmet, gloves, they all got <coughs> smashed up.
6: But see, that's, one might argue that that, that was a perfect gift because the gear saved his life.
5: Uh, well, it could be the gift that keeps on living, living it. if it's yeah. paid
6: for by yep. Yep, whoever watched. Absolutely.
1: Either way, it's always worth calling a motorcycle-specific attorney because they know how to handle these cases. So 1-800-LAW-TIGERS. They're great. <laughs>
4: rawr,
0: rawr. that is rawr. who you
1: call. So, um, we're running out of time. I, there's another topic I want to talk about. I want to skim over it. And we'll just. What, do, like milk? Do, no, we're going to do part of it. There's so much to unpack. So, when we were at um, Lightning, did you did you go to Lightning we, recently? We, we were yeah, there, yeah, so we've uh, all been to Lightning recently. We were, there on, we were recently.
6: there on Friday, like literally two days before. There's we go. a
1: lot of things to see. There's things, some interesting projects going on there. And I just want to jump into one of them that I found interesting. Um he has in works it's a a, a lightning um, powered uh, electric two seater inline encapsulated bike. And,
6: oh, oh, oh that thing, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And I I it looks very interesting. It's all carbon fiber. It's really cool. But you know, I said to him, I said this is interesting to me because on a podcast I think on number 72, it's all in the design when we had um, uh, Darren Cadison here who designed the GSA, he was the designer for BMW and he told a story of how the engineers would pull parts off the shelves and make fun stuff. And they created an inline encapsulated bike that he ended up um, crashing while they were test riding and injuring himself. But that was something that just engineers were doing for fun. So I know that people have been trying this for decades and here's another one and and it's somewhat in line with uh alan smith was here you know with the the vetter encapsulated like terry used to ride it looks like a submarine going down the road right it's so cool seeing that thing right but um nobody has done it right and and i was curious like why is that and and just to clarify um for a lot of people don't know in most of these versions i've seen because once you're going slow and you're in a encapsulated vehicle it's two wheels most of them have these outrigger wheels that come out at slow speed much yeah, like the some way um, the way the lightning does. yeah yeah um, you can get these kits for handicapped riders on their bikes where it comes out and and, and aids you so that's not That's not the issue. So my question, and Emma, how long have you... You've seen these pop up from time to time, right? Oh, crap. When I first started riding
3: back in the mid-70s, around the Midlands, you'd regularly see Quasars going up and down the outside Mm -hmm. lane of the motorway doing about like a gazillion miles an hour. Um, And very, very interesting bike, the Quasar. Um, Hub center steering, 1,000cc four-cylinder engine, shaft drive. And it's four and a half seating, but open at the sides. I don't think it's so long ago. I don't think they had outriggers. I think you actually put your feet down. Yeah, you put your feet down. You put your feet down, and then yep. they, you kind of went inside the bodywork. Fli- ah, fl- weren't Flintstone style. No, it's far better looking than that.
1: Um, Quasar yeah. is a very that, good looking
3: that's thing. A C1 thing. Right there you go. Right There's there. a Quasar. Oh, it looks like it
5: should be in the Munsters or something.
1: Yeah, like yeah. That. That no, but I'm, I'm holding up a model of the BMW C1 Executive, which did not come to the States. Um, but it is similar in that it has got a, a roof. Over it, it's basically a two-wheel motorcycle with a roof, but it is open in the sides. In some of these cases, they're encapsulated in the sides.
3: You know, it's a it's a very tempting project because the one massive hurdle that puts a lot of people off motorcycling. I mean, we all kind of focus in: oh, they're dangerous. That is not the biggest hurdle to just get the general population on the bikes. It's the whole weather thing. And so if you can have the convenience, the economy, the speed, the maneuverability, and lane-splitting abilities of a bike in a heated cell, it becomes a very, very tempting prospect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's very difficult to pull off. It's almost impossible to pull off. So this is why manufacturers and, you know, um, big manufacturers keep on flirting with this idea. Because if you get it right, mm-hmm. there's this massive... Well, you know, section of the population. They jump all over it.
5: They're kind of coming out with those. Uh, didn't BMW have the self-riding motorcycle? I yes. I guess it uses gyros Honda. or something. Honda wasn't. Right. But This thing looks like something your dad would have built. I can't believe this isn't a vetter.
6: Uh, because it's, it's pointed <laughs> the wrong way. It's literally, he would argue it's pointed the wrong way. It's the Round the front, pointed the rear. It's literally backwards. That's his first. I God, I can hear him. I can hear him scoffing oh, for right the now. I'm glad I that yeah. up. I can hear him scoffing right. Bear now. in
3: mind, those are 1973 aerodynamics, yeah. and that's everything we knew about aerodynamics oh, on vehicles.
6: Pish posh.
3: Go well, back to Curtis
6: days. This is. I can hear. I'm channeling Dad again. Oh God.
1: So I'm wondering though if the biggest flaw is as as Morgan uh, was pointing out earlier when um, Alan was here with his bike that he's slowly encapsulating is you said the biggest flaw is crosswinds, right?
6: Well, that's a flaw. The biggest flaw is that no one wants to drive down the road in a fish. <laughs> that's that's number 1. It's just you're going to have a it's an uphill battle and anyone who can address that is going to be the one who's going to be better off um, or better set to take over the market. But crosswinds are a big problem unless you break up the bodywork. So the the mm-hmm. one over at, at, at Lightning, and I'm not going to reveal names or things or what it's called or whatever but was uh, I have. It's heard, a so,
1: project. Yeah,
6: it does have a name though, and I'm not. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's written on it. But um, I know that that particular vehicle uh, is like a surfboard in the sense that it will, or like an oarfish, it'll just a wind side when it hits it, it goes down. Mm-hmm. So you have to break up some of the bodywork and basically expose the riders so that you can have an air pass through. You do that, and you're going to be much better off. Now, Alan Smith um, has been working several iterations of this sort of fairing. His previous one was his last gas bike was a Ninja two fifty, and yeah. it still blew around a bit in the air because that bike is three hundred and fifty pounds. His Energica Eva, it was what he's the Eva eighties, which he's he's building it on right now, is a little over six hundred pounds. So it's just a lot more stable by virtue of it um being really heavy.
7: <laughs> <laughs> well there there I mean there's I'll be contrarian there. Arnold Wagner with the, the mono tracer um, has demonstrated in the BMW sidewind testing that he has the geometry and the, the aerodynamic shape to be able to handle uh, crosswinds. In the, okay, but take a look at the shape of that bike. That's more like an eel, right?
6: It's almost like a big tube. The one in the Lightning was very, very tall and narrow like a
3: sunfish. Right. So, but, but and, that, it, and, and so but,
6: it's, it's just sticking up like a, like it just, boom, it would be so narrow. Going
3: back to what, um, Morgan said about, you know, not wanting to look like an idiot riding down the road. I'd say it is, it a is fish. like a fish, but it amounts that nobody wants something that's really super controversial looking. The Going back to the quasar, that was actually considered back in the day quite a cool bike um it certainly wasn't oh you know there's not wackadoos riding this this was like a cool thing to have so you can pull it off but it's a really fine line between being thought of as a complete wackadoo and actually being thought of as cool here's the fine line that i, I was having and craig was in the car
6: for this discussion with my dad is that um you know dad doesn't see a problem with the giant fish and doesn't and if people don't like it well then they're stupid uh, I said you have to have some sort of in-between, and there's a bike design out there that people have uh, looked at ever since the 80s and said, wow, I, I totally get it. And you could modify it to be streamlined. It's the Akira bike from the Akira oh, yeah. anime. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. It's a recumbent kind of feet forward, and you could totally build on that principle to make a sort of streamlined thing and get away with it. No one's done it. There's people making custom Akira bikes, but no one's yeah. bothered to try to expand on that idea. That's my two cents. Have at it.
1: All right. Amen. So, yeah, I, I just find it interesting that seeing these attempts still coming around, I'm curious to see what develops with it and to see if anyone ever succeeds with it. But I kind of want to go uh, back and visit. There was some well, more curious stuff there. I want it,
6: to. It, it all it all links to the FIM's banning of streamlining. If we yeah. can, it, that that's the major that's the starting point. But that's another big discussion, and we need people at the FIM to talk to. But yeah, whatever.
1: All right, well, talking about big discussions, we have another thing we need to discuss right now.
6: Oh, Uh-oh. big talk. We do, I, do. I get to use radio voice to read emails? Uh,
1: n- We're not there yet. Oh. This one is our 10th superbike for the top 10 list. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. We yeah. had some suggestions. Yeah, yeah, we did. So, for those who missed last week, we made a list of the top 10 superbikes. Sh- no, you forgot
3: to put the super. Sh- sh- superbikes. Super bikes. Thank you, darling. Uh, but
1: we left number 10 off. Because we wanted people to email us their suggestions. And so this first one is from Thomas, and he says... Hello, Thomas. The Ducati 750 900 Supersport for their impact to racing. Thinking of Daytona and TT Racing. Mm,
3: worthy contender.
1: Um. Yes. I mean, yes. I don't know. I mean, I had a 900 Supersport. It was a fun bike. I don't, I don't think of it as... Massive an impact. Like we didn't even talk about the um, what's the uh, the one they have now that everyone's going Gaga over. Oh, the Panigale. Who put the pain V4. in Panigali? I, I mean, did that Panigale V4. That is.
3: Yeah, but you know we'll talk about the Panigale V4 and what it is and what it isn't.
1: Um, our friend Patty. Patty. He says the La Verda Hota. Yes. Should be considered.
3: Oh God, I agree. I agree. The only thing about the Laverda Hota, it's, um, do you know, it's actually a British motorcycle. or You could argue it is. Um, Laverda provided um, three Cs, and then Slater Brothers, who were the English importer, put the cams and the pistons and the rear sets on them, and they became Hota's.
1: Well, Patty, no,
3: no quicker bike in the day. Patty just gave a us a suggestion, too.
1: but Alex here. Oh, Yes. Alex here has a good argument for his. So I'm going to read it, his Fair email. Uh, he says. Is it Alex or Alexandria? Alex G. Ali G. Wait. I think it's Kenny's brother. Okay. Yeah. Is this a new bike or the Huta? Uh, no, this, this is a new bike. new
3: bike. Oh, a new bike. bike.
1: Says, I hope you are all doing well and are looking forward to the holiday season. We
3: are and we are, darling.
1: I wanted to, regi- to write regarding the latest top 10 list for superbikes. Please take into account. This is coming from someone who doesn't have much experience on the subject, but I wanted to give my input regardless. That's exactly what a misfit would do.
3: Mm. I agree I might with you, my man. <laughs> that, that's a typical misfit. <laughs> Seven fifty. So yeah.
1: Uh, getting right to it, I think the BMW S1000R should be replaced right. with the BMW HP2 Sport. I feel the HP2 Sport ticks more of the Superbike boxes. It was only made from about 2008 to 2012, yes. so it is more exclusive. Yes. It was quite expensive when yes. it was new. It was a bit over 21000 then. Yes, it was certainly performance-oriented and was yeah. just interesting in that it had the sport bike look with the two big air-cooled heads sticking out of each side. Yes. I've never seen one on the road, but I will see a couple of S1000Rs every year. So to me, the HP2 Sport is more deserving of a spot than the s 1000
3: um
6: so I didn't I missed last week's episode. Uh-huh. Did the, did the mystery ship show up anywhere no, in there? Okay. Not not Just in Top 10 superbikes. I, no. I I mean, if you're talking ex- about yeah, exclusive, yeah, there's I 10. Know, I know. Um
1: so he's, su- he's suggesting that we replace I don't I don't know. I still think that the S1000 R as a street legal <laughs> superbike for the public is one of the top you could buy. Right now. It's a technological marvel. It is.
3: It really
5: is. Well, there's the R and then there's the pirate. RR, right?
1: Yeah. And to me, it's also bang for the buck. The amount of performance you're getting for the dollar you're spending.
3: However, here's a, and I got this from somebody who races them. They are not a popular race bike for the simple reason that when you crash Mm them, God, they're expensive. They're like twice the price of a Ducati and about four times the price of a Japanese bike if you crash on the track. They're just ridiculously expensive to crash. So... All that great value Mm. is only great value if you don't crash the mountain. I actually
5: demo rode one of those at the Laguna Seca during the races one year. They took the demo ride over Laurelis Grade, which you think would be great. Mm. And it was absolutely horrible. Mm. You have this bike with, you know, you think the FC1 has power. Well, you get on these bikes. Yeah, it's
3: 200
5: horsepower, yeah. Buckets of power. And it's all that racing position and all that kind of stuff. It was probably the worst, you know, 20-mile ride of my (laughs) entire life.
1: Um. But so he goes on to say, as for the 10th spot on the list, yes. so now he has his contribution to the 10th. Mm. Yes. I feel like it's a matter of personal opinion at this yes. point. The Honda NR750 should be a no-brainer. Its oval pistons are neat and make it unique, but perhaps isn't enough to set it apart. The NR750 is most definitely a super bike, but top 10, maybe not. To me, the list is missing one of the big hitters, the Hayabusa or ZX14R. I know a lot of motorcyclists like to poke fun at the Hayabusa, not only because of the bike itself, but, um, but also at those who tend to ride them. <laughs> 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 but there's no getting around the public perception of its performance. I feel right. like non-motorcyclists recognize Hayabusa as being bloody quick, even if they don't know much about motorcycles. So it pains me to put these two in the same sentence. Shame on me, but I feel the Black Shadow and Hayabusa did similar things for motorcycles. No, I, I don't I, disagree with I, that. I would agree. With yeah. Well, you... In a way, they're both benchmarks for others moving forward um
3: didn't we didn't we talk about Hayabusa's last week and I seem to remember I said
1: they go fast in a straight line
3: if you have it in your noggin that you want to do 200 miles an hour there is no better place to start than a Hayabusa because you can buy a booser and you don't mm-hmm. need to spend much on it to make it do 200 miles an hour well and
5: these things I'm looking at a uh, a new Ninja ZX14R ABS uh you can get it for 15 grand you're not breaking the bank for a whole lot of money. You're cycle. not going to
2: go quicker for less money, are you? I don't know. And and isn't that the bike that Phil bought recently? Philippe? Yeah. Waters? Bit, by ZX14, I think. That was a concourse, wasn't it? The one the uh, one he bought?
1: So the ZX14 I so. are, I would vote before the Hayabusa.
3: I think it's a better looking bike. I know that's quite controversial. I like the ZX14. More track
5: worthy, I would think, right?
3: So, I mean, they're, they're both porky.
1: Are, so, <laughs> you know, they're both big, bloody big things. So, Emma, <laughs> Yes. the Laverda? Or the ZX14? Or, oh, or what was the first one? I oh, saw. the
3: Laverda, because it's my era. That's a super bike? Oh, God. Is it. that our number 10? I, assembled in Britain. I think, I, you know, because I've made these rash promises before and people correct me. God bless me. Um,. No, I think the Laverda was the quickest bike for like 77 or something.
1: So, yeah, let's do the Laverda. Okay, Patty wins. well
3: done. For Um, now.
1: But uh, Alex, he finishes saying two quick last remarks. Bagel, last time I wrote, I said (coughs) that I was looking to get a Vespa GTS Supersport. Well, I ended up getting a brand new GTS 300 Super from Unky Phil. Nice. Um, And he's put a thousand miles on it within three weeks and loves (laughs) riding it. He says, I wish I'd gotten one sooner. Also, Liza, what the actual fuck are you doing giving out Patreon money for someone who can sit on a motorcycle the longest? Sounds awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. And just a reminder: numb nuts challenge. The numb nuts challenge held at uh, Mototown in January. Yes, Morgan, can. you gonna you gonna enter? Uh, no, you want me to judge. I'll have. I'm not, okay, gonna, I'm gonna, gonna not, I'm not that stupid.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and once again, don't forget it includes. Burlesque
1: show. Craig, do you know what we're talking about? No. So we I
7: hope these motorcycles are moving, not sitting still. They They're are sitting, sitting still. still. We
1: are holding oh a God. competition <laughs> on parked bikes. Who can last the longest sitting on the bike? Why? <laughs> it's a because, because, we because we can Because it's
3: there. Oh, because I think
6: I can do thirty six hours. <laughs> yeah. Craig, are you not familiar with what these people do? Yeah. Okay. So do you don't.
1: And, the, and there is no record. So we're technically we, setting a do record. Do they have
7: to have a stock seat? No, no.
4: no. They could have no seat. No.
1: But you got to sleep overnight on it without touching the ground. Okay. So, A hey. How long do you think you could go sitting on a bike? Well, if you're going to have food and would, drinks brought to you. I would put a custom
7: seat on that bike.
1: Yes, yeah. but
6: how long do you think How long you do you think you could last? And would you put it on a center stand?
1: Sitting on a bike on a, on a center stand or a pit mm. bull stand or something. Yeah.
7: If you think you oh, could do better on a side I, stand, no, no, can... no, I am not going to enter this competition. No, but how long do you think you could go? <laughs> the correct answer.
4: Uh, hey, it's a thousand sure. bucks, Greg. Yeah, yeah
0: thousand dollar <laughs> cash Sorry. prize for sitting on your ass Sorry. for two, three days. Okay, no, no,
6: I'm I know, fine. I know, I could do twenty four hours, but like, I don't, I, I would be very unhappy, and I could probably do a little <laughs> more. Now. And then become exceedingly unhappy. Mm. I think 36 is probably my limit as well. Yeah, well you can't
7: leave to use. Yes, know, so there's
6: definitely bathroom breaks every oh, couple okay. hours or whatever. Okay, yeah. Thank God. Mm. Okay. However, well, you know what a messy contest. Here's the thing
1: you may think that everyone is crazy, but they're all in it to win a 1000 bucks. Okay. I'm the okay, one who's crazy. I'm entering so. to protect my $1,000. Well, I'm
6: the one that's crazy. I'm a <laughs> Patreon subscriber. That's
5: yeah, I am. Too. <laughs> Actually, Jim's crazy. Jim's
6: crazy because he's going to do it naked.
7: Oh, I'm going <laughs> to see the. Well, I am thinking you oh, got an no inside problem. thing with Corbin, and you are no. going to have a comfy seat. I do have a Corbin. Of. Can we
6: can we involve Corbin in this sponsorship? Uh, oh. no, no. Can we bring no, him let's, out let's there? See it. Let's do and this first him, one. See and have guys. him go. You guys are all stupid.
1: But if you are interested in entering the Numb Nuts Challenge, it's look for it on Facebook. It's uh, an event. Num, Numb and Nuts Challenge
6: with nuts with a Z.
1: No, just the regular okay. spelling. Um. You guys, we're running out of time, Jim. If you can, you, there's an email I sent you that if you can paraphrase it so on on your email, just because it was nice somebody sent in an email about doing the Baja. Yes, and and he's somebody who's close in age to you,
3: the Baja. So I thought Ooh, you he's would in his prime. I
1: thought you would relate to it. He's in, in his prime. prime. <laughs> <laughs> you are a. Oh, we your-
5: are gonna wrestle, aren't no, we? No, you better you are break in out the olive oil, oil right
3: now. You. Are- I will. I'm going to take my trousers peaking. off right now. I'm going to
5: wrestle you. All right, right on. Yeah, this was really cool. So this is a shout out to Tim Tim Perriott, I believe. Uh, if it's wrong, forgive it. It's my damn these eyes. Uh, anyway, to a recycle motor garage, recycle motorcycle garage. Thought I'd share a couple of pics and videos from a Baja 1000 experience last month. I know all of you misfits are fans of the race, and we're a bunch of knuckleheads in our fifties that thought racing this thing was a good idea. They raced it. Yeah, that's a misfit knucklehead idea for sure. Mm-hmm. How awesome though! Okay, the dead cow. Yes, there's a picture of a dead cow. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it, it looks dead too. Um, Is from pre-running week uh, before the race that our friend uh, Chad hit at fifty five. Ouch! Oh. Yeah, yeah, boy, you want to harvest that? I had
4: some good tacos that night,
5: though. Uh, you better, right? Uh, it was alive <laughs> oh. when he hit it. Oh, no. Broken hip for Chad. Oh, dude. Uh, Broken hip for Chad, so unfortunately he didn't get to race. Uh, So it was hanging Chad. (laughs) 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 Yes. Uh, Okay. The rider at the start, first 170 miles and finish, last 120, is Stefano uh, Migado, uh, who wanted to do it since he was a kid growing up in Italy. Oh, that's rad. So, yeah, he sent some cool videos of the race. And I just always like seeing, like, the purpose-built bikes. You can kind of see some of that, which is cool. Aha! Oh, and okay, he is also the sponsor organizer El Jefe, an all-around great guy. Seven more of us filled in for the rest of the 940 miles. So Tim Perriott, uh from the Central Valley. So right on, old guys doing bomb shit. Righty, I uh, appreciate it. Nice. Yeah, uh, really cool.
1: Yeah, cool. And then um, I had a few people, um, Lou Carlos, some others, emailed us about itchy boots. Do you know about this? Yeah. So, Itchy Boots, she's a YouTuber who travels around the world on her motorcycle, mm-hmm. and she just unveiled her next adventure, which is going to be riding from, I think it's, what, South America up to, to Alaska, Alaska right? yep. mm-hmm. and we are on the route. Oh, oh nice. And so, a lot of people have emailed in, like, heads up, you should get her on the podcast. Um, there's a lot of people, for a while, have been suggesting we have her on the show, but you know, I was I prefer to get people... In house, in person. So yes, thank you to everyone who emailed. I've been, I follow her as well. So she unveiled her new bike, which is a CRF three hundred L. Yep. Um, and uh, I don't know how long it's going to take her to get up here. So I think we have plenty of time. And uh, Emma, you have one last email to read because I thought it was very nice.
3: Now, do you want me to read the one on my telephone? No, just the short one. Okay. This is from Emily Nolette. Yes. Hi, Emily. Hey there, misfits! M here from Portland, Oregon. Will introduced us at the one show this last year. See photo attached. Yes, with Miss Emma, Will, Tubo, and <laughs> I. And I really enjoyed meeting you all! Exclamation point! I briefly mentioned to Miss Emma that a sunny ride to Santa Cruz would uh, to visit would be fun. Any are any of you all interested and available next summer for Will and I to cruise through and make a pit stop,
1: darling? Of course we are. Nothing would make us happier. We actually
3: had a few visitors
1: today. Uh, John, Eric. uh, There was another one. We had people donated stuff. They all had fun hanging out.
3: And Liza. would you send me this picture, please? Because it looks yes. like an absolutely splendid picture. And, of course, it's very tiny there. My yes. eyesight's so appalling, I can't see it. looks like a little blob.
1: By the way, when is one show? Did they announce it yet? Yes. I when is it? Soon. It is April 28th yes. to oh, May good.
3: the 1st at the Zydell Shipyard. Oh,
1: it's going back to the Zydell nice. Shipyard. Yeah. Yes. I'm in. You yeah, and Jim?
2: Uh, most so likely, yes. um, I'll be there.
1: Fingers right, there fingers
3: crossed. I re-entered Tubbo. I don't know the, oh, whether they oh. want Tubbo back.
5: Um, you better you better put some nitrous in it this time.
3: <laughs> uh, funny <laughs> enough, um, there right, it is. Tobo is different for 2023. Oh, okay. So um, All right.
1: and we need to get Mike to get one of his bikes in. You know, yeah,
3: I I actually reached out to um, McCarthy. I was talking. And well, award-winning Mike, yes, award-winning Mike, but um, certainly um, Mike McCarthy Mm -hmm. is coming up with his um, kick-ass sports stuff. and hopefully that'll get in. So you know, hopefully we might have a nice little display and a
1: little show of our own going. But um, but first we have the AIM Expo. Yeah, that looks like there's flat track racing.
3: Oh, awesome! Indoor, outdoor, yeah, indoor. Ah, super fun! Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. Jim, do you want to be the big spoon or the little spoon? Uh, I'm going to be the uh, the steak knife this time. Okay.
1: Well, you guys well, forget you that Mellon Phil's going to be there, so you can
5: be the show. So knife.
1: you can have oh. you could have a Phil sandwich. Oh, oh wait, Phil's coming. Phil threesome.
5: Yeah. Oh my. Oh Ooh. yeah! Yes, good things happen when Phil <laughs> shows up. <I>, oh <laughs> my, that guy's my hero. <laughs> if I could have one action figure doll on my shelf, it would be one of Phil because that dude's just groom awesome. his little beard. No, <laughs> yeah.
3: and I, I want to make my position clear: is actually, I love the guys at Cleveland Moto, and I know I wind them up, and they wind us up. But I have nothing. For but respect for the guys. Oh, if mm-hmm. I was ever in a dark alley yeah. and going to fight you, Emma,
5: I would pick any one of those Red guys filled. from the Cleveland Motor <laughs> crew to have my back. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. when I got my ass kicked, then they could watch and laugh. And- I would- yeah, <laughs> and that that's what would happen. And report it, it reported on the podcast.
1: I would choose uh, Johnny Mac. To have my back, because even though he looks like a nice guy, I think oh, he could fight dirty. He
5: would crush you. Yes. <laughs> I think he could. He fight went dirty to, He'd start with a thumb to the eyeball. <laughs> I
4: think Phil's wife could
5: kick all of our asses. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think Mary. I could. think
3: what and thumb to the eyeball, punch <laughs> in the uterus, and yes. just nasty business. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it goes.
2: Yeah. And and I want to send uh, best wishes to Sleepy, who is recovering from a Delta COVID cur- yeah. infection
3: oh, right boy. now. Oh, yeah. oh
2: boo! Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he got hit well hard. soon. Yeah. He
3: got he got, was, but, he got uh, hit with the Delta and not the Omicron. Per yeah.
5: I ate better than the clap, yeah. I guess. But uh, he's he's on, <laughs> on
2: on on the on the road to recovery. So. Yeah. Good news. Oh, the awesome. clap the, the clap isn't so bad, Jim. Clap on.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, um, I think that wraps it up. Um, next week, I've got something I'm planning. I've told Emma and John. I got to tell you, Jim. See if you want to mm-hmm. in on it little field trip on Saturday, mm. which, which should tie into our topic on Sunday, I'm hoping. We have to get permissions. There's Ooh. stuff happening. We'll Ooh. see. And if we uh, do this, it might actually be a shocker.
3: Yeah. The shocker.
1: Uh, the,
0: Two
5: in the pink and...
0: Oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. yeah, no,
5: no. <laughs> no? I'm okay. just saying the...
1: the the proclamation I want to make may be a shock to some people. Are we people. making a proclamation mm. after that? I'll tell you what. <laughs> Use the pepper for the, for the one. <laughs> um, big thanks, Mimi Check out their book and their stuff. Really great um, for anyone who's looking for a gift uh, for a small child.
6: Let me tell you. Seg straight into children's books My,
3: <laughs> my little granddaughter, she was um, two years old when I sat her on my name. We went through it together, and she loved everything. Every page. She's short it was just the greatest thing. And of course, me being the dutiful grandma, I bought her the t shirt and everything. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Mi and the Law Tigers. one 800 Law Tigers.
3: They're great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think um I think it's time to wrap up. And thank you, Craig and Morgan, for joining us. There's so much more in the electric world I want to get into. Morgan we got a lot to unpack there's a lot yep. that's happening yep. and, that and I want to talk about same. Yep. that um, I've, been, I've been tracking and following
6: and there's events coming up that that, it, that uh, electric idiot misfits are attempting to do
1: oh that nice.
6: uh, need to Ooh. be. Uh, covered.
5: You, mm. I will say the Electric Wackadoo crowd, I mean that mm-hmm. with reverence. You uh, guys are great at very dangerous activities. You yeah, <laughs> yeah, really we are.
6: Special breed of stupid.
5: Yes. <laughs> but smart. you know,
3: I'm sure that the as we go through the AM Expo, we're going to see a lot of motorcycles powered by elastic trickery there.
5: I just saw the video of you down there at the Vetter Secret Lab. setting fire to 12-volt <laughs> winch. Shit blowing that's, my, <laughs> up. that's my favorite video
6: <laughs> because it, 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 it detonates. Emma screams. What and happened
5: exactly again? Remind me. We
6: put, put 300 volts through a 12-volt DC winch. <laughs> oh, and it just exploded. Yeah. And I Good think... Good commentary. Yes. It, it, it ex- exploded. Emma screamed. And, and then Brandon says, as I said, we don't have a quick disconnect. And then it explodes again. The camera cuts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It's my favorite video.
5: I have that. I, or, or, the uh, Luke oh. Workman story where he had the Hold three-wheeled on. Corbin Sparrow that was electric
6: made by bob uh, modified by bob Schneidweiss and it
5: me- and it melted down and started spewing pa- plasma out the rear of hey, Jim. The sparrow. this is Yeah. Volts. anyway that's a good one. Do you think
0: so? that we're about to run off of 300 volts <laughs> that was great.
5: <laughs> oh, when I first heard that. Oh my god! That and, never and gets it, old.
3: Emma steps away, and you can hear a
1: Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> a big
3: bang. There's
6: it's, flames. It was, yeah,
1: it's it's the it's that scream every yeah. time it gets yeah. me. But let's let, see.
6: wait for the, wait, wait for wait for the second one too. There's two.
7: Versions. No, I think this is a 12 volt DC winch. Do you think so? That we're about to run off of three hundred volts.
1: Wait, <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait! No, it cuts. It oh, it
6: short. cuts. Okay.
1: Because <laughs> oh, yeah. there
6: is a secondary explosion? He goes. As I said, and we you don't can have to. This disc- running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: running. What would
3: you do? <laughs> yes.
1: All right, I think it's time to wrap it up. Thank you, everyone, especially. <laughs> Our Patreon subscribers
3: who, who are, are making
1: them. the Numb Nuts Challenge possible. They make a lot of things
3: possible. They're great. We dedicate yeah. all the Num Nuts to yeah. them.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, well, and there's other surprises we're working on for that. But um, and again, thank you to everyone who emails us in and who comes to visit the garage, like our guest Eric today, who's like a fly on the wall, just kind of yeah, buzzing around, listening and out. watching, and just like amazed. And what a great day with me and Megan and Cat here and
3: slightly like old days. Kids Henry running
1: around with yeah. weapons. Yeah. Yeah, dirt, it was weapons. a great day. Oh yeah. So yeah, thank you to everyone who supports us in whatever way you do. Who, we appreciate
5: it. Who got little of the Harley Davidson check? Her mom did. Oh, oh that was awesome. So adorable yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> Except
1: it doesn't say Harley Davidson. What did it say on it, Emma?
3: I think it said. Eagle motorcycles, <laughs> something. It said like motor
1: eagle cycles,
3: <laughs> no,
5: like chicken and guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right,
1: thanks everyone. This is Liza. Stumpy John, Emma darling, Morgan, Craig,
5: Nicky Jamson, mm, Bagel,
1: and we're out of here. Cool, cool, cool. cool. cool.